we can go ahead and uh, we can go ahead and get started and uh, start doing our thing. Yeah, let, let me hear you real soon. Let me hear you real quick, Frankie. Say something to the mic. Testing one, two. Yeah, you sound glorious. All right, so I'm on. A, I'm on the first mic. I got to get on the third mic, which is the one next to you. Yeah, buddy. So we'll we'll figure that one out when we get there. Now we good, man. <clears throat> awesome, man. So another day, man. First of uh, all, yeah. Happy birthday to your wife. Oh, thank you, man. Much appreciated, man. Uh, yes, happy birthday to Erica. For all those who know her, um, please send your well wishes to her. She's uh one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. I have no idea how she tolerates me day in and day out. That's because you're an introvert. That's right. It's because I don't even know how we connected. Considering that, um, matter of fact, it's so funny. I just said this just now. It's so funny that I just said this because. I, we just went out to uh, we went out to brunch, so we went out to eat, whatever. Like, so we had one dinner yesterday with the family, with my in laws, and um, today for our actual birthday, I decided to take her out to a restaurant of her choosing, and then we just have like a brunch and then walk around the city. And um, she noticed that when we go out, like I like to look at other couples, and she goes like, "Why do you why do you do that? Staring at other couples? That's yeah, a I do that. Weird. It's it's so you know you don't people watch." Yeah, but not you know. I'm like not staring at them. Like, staring. well, I don't like I don't like stare at them. Like I'm like googly eyed. But I do I do look at them, and you know what goes in my head? What I try to imagine what their love story is. Oh jeez. <laughs> I try to figure out like who made the first move, who fell for who, who likes who. Like how did that whole thing kind of like bubble up and got started? Is it? I know it sounds cheesy, but I like to kind or I like to try to figure out what kind of relationship are they in? Like, is this a first date or a second date? You can they, you can always tell when somebody's in a, a, their first day or second date. Oh yeah, somebody that's been together for a very long time. Oh, absolutely. All you got to do is see how close they are to each other, or you can just see how how miserable they are. Yeah, <laughs> I go by the miserable gauge. The miserable gauge. The longer they've been together, the more miserable they look. <laughs> they can't they can't even order food. They can't even order food because the other one's like, ugh. They're not even looking at it. They look more at the menu than at each other. That's yeah. how you can tell when they're fed up. Or, or you know who I really sympathize with, and I saw this today. The, the young couple with kids, like when you see them and they got like one kid that's like three and another one that's like a complete toddler, like a complete baby, like maybe like less than a year old. And they got the other one who's like causing chaos as they try to tend to the baby who's who just woke up from her bottle and is losing her mind. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I look at people and I'm like, those two are about to break up. Those, yeah. And you go always those, those two just met. Those two, yeah. those, See? those two are here because of somebody else. See, you yeah, do you, it too. You do, you yeah, do but it I'm not too. staring at them. Well, I'm not staring. I shouldn't say staring, but I am looking. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I got to come up with the story in my head. Not everybody has the story of the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie. Yeah. But no, I I, I, I like looking at the, uh, the young couple with the kids because I always sympathize. Like, oh, man, thank God I'm out of that stage. But then you also miss that stage. Like, you miss when they were babies and the cuteness and how they were and stuff as long as they weren't you know your kids weren't ever destructive in a restaurant yes they were one really one yeah one time it only happened once oh once and then that never happened again end of story (laughs) never happened again frankie laid a law down that those those babies knew real quick they learned (laughs) they learned quick oh man but yeah lauren lauren didn't want to eat pizza from the place that we were we were at and she she made a scene she made a huge scene oh get out of here it was bad you say you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, you little baby. Yeah, she, <laughs> she learned. Oh man, it just yeah. happened once. Nah, man. Yeah, man. I, I feel for those uh those kids, man. Like, I, well, those the young the young couple. But yeah, I like to always imagine like when you see the people, you guess if they're on a date or not. And I, I like to see the awkwardness, 
sometimes you see like two people who match really well and they're like really kicking it. Like you see them both laughing and smiling, they flirting the whole time while they having the date. And then you see the one people who having a bad date. You ever see the, the bad date, Frankie? Those are my favorite, dude. <laughs> and you always know it is the bad date because the person's on the phone. They're not even trying to look at the person. Now, <laughs> they're so, looking for a way out. <laughs> so that's we we talked about that one oh, time. Oh, yeah, when yeah, you that's have, right. Even if it's just like a first date or whatever, even, you know, it could be five months, a year, two yeah. years into a relationship. If that one person will have that emergency caller. Oh, yeah, on standby. Just to, just to get them out, just to get yeah. them out of that Yeah, and you date. could tell, oh, like, they're looking like, why haven't you hit me up yet? Why haven't you texted me? Get me out. <laughs> the only bad thing is that if that's your wife that's actually having somebody to call her. Yeah, that is deep. <laughs> then you got other problems. Hey, mom, <laughs> I, I am out of date with my husband. Yeah. You know? No, that's that's just crazy. Oh, man. But yeah, man, this is this is a short week for us to go ahead and start potting again because we just did one on Tuesday and we're back here already on Sunday, man. And honestly, this whole week has been filled with just memes of Johnny Depp's trial, which I'm kind of over it. Um, this should have been signed, sealed, delivered a long time ago, in my opinion. Uh, I just think that, you know, I get why he's mad. You know, I, I, real quick, we don't have to spend all day on this, but what's your stance on this whole thing? Real quick. Like, do you have an opinion on it? He's a genius. All right, so all right, for those that don't know, let me kind of like give some sort of context. For those that don't know, Johnny Depp and Amber Turd, I keep saying Amber Turd because that's her nickname on the internet, <laughs> but it's Amber Heard. Uh they was a they was in a relationship and if you guys don't know who Amber Heard is, she played the wife of Aquaman in that movie and she was with Johnny Depp and they had a very toxic relationship. I mean, worse than Will and Jada. And she was very abusive. To the point, and she was so abusive that she would do all kinds of stuff. She cut his finger, she pooped on his pillow. And then she has, there's audio recordings of her saying, I dare you to say something about me doing this to you. No one's going to believe you because you're a man, and no one's going to believe that a man like Johnny Depp is getting abused by a woman or something. They have the audio recording of her saying this. But long story short, when she first came out and said that he was, she said that he was abusing her. And at the time, Johnny Depp, he lost, like, his he, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney, like, turned their back on him, kicked him off the movie. He lost, like, a bunch of endorsements. He lost a bunch of people who didn't, you know, because they all believed the woman. They asked him, they asked him, I think it was sometime this week, they, yeah. they said to him, so what do you think happened to you? Do you? How much do you think you lost? He goes, I lost everything. Yeah, he lost everything. His, his reputation, he lost everything. He lost endorsements. And it's at a time where Johnny Depp, he's been battling money issues for a while, but... Um, and it's been public knowledge, but I mean, with this situation, he was like, dude, like while I'm drowning, you tried to drive the boat on top of me, <laughs> you know, and destroy me. So I don't blame him for now going super public with this whole trial because he could have kept this behind closed doors, but he said, no, I want to expose this chick. I I've been quiet for two years and now I want to show the world what a monster I've been living with. And and we said this before, guys could be in an abusive relationship. You said it before with that bouncer who was getting beat up by a woman half his size at that club, remember? A few episodes back. Oh my back? god, yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, man, I I I do I don't I know some people think that Johnny Depp should have kept this behind closed doors in a private matter, but I understand why he's doing it. Uh I think Amber's lawyer is is a complete idiot based on all the memes and the clips that I've seen of it. <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to Johnny Depp. And again, I don't know the personals yeah. of this, you yeah. know, this is my opinion on it. Um, is him take the stand? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And and put himself out there. Oh, yeah. Because a good actor, yeah, can act. 
Oh yeah. And and, he, and and let me tell you, if he's putting on an act, he's putting on the best, the act best performance of his life, of his life. But you know, because he's saving himself. Oh, absolutely. If he wasn't saving himself, then you're talking about a different story. Now you, he will. You all of a sudden start hearing the lies, and they go yeah. back. Yeah. On her end, it looks like nothing falls. Nothing. Nothing's falling into place. What I'm him. impressed with is just his composure. Like he knows, like her lawyer has been like trying to take digs at him, trying to cut him off mid sentence, objecting to simply everything. The lawyer. Amber's lawyer objected so many times. He objected himself. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. But anyway, long story short, man, I hope justice is served. Um, that woman would never work in Hollywood again. She's pretty much finished. But what I want to know is, how is it that we're seeing all the details of this Johnny Depp case, but there's been no mention of Ghislaine Maxwell? Do we even know what's going on with that? Yeah, the, the, that trial is going on, and they're keeping it hush-hush because she's part of a secret society. Oh, okay. Illuminati again? Um, I, I'm assuming again. Here we go protecting myself. I'm uh, allegedly. I allegedly. Mean, allegedly. The views and, and opinions on this show are those of just Frankie and Rashawn, who are two idiots that you have taken time to listen to. Yeah, exactly. We talk about we spoke about this. We got to be sure that everybody knows. This is purely for entertainment purposes. Entertainment purposes. No, we talked about it. I told I you know, this last I know, week, I know. and you but, thought I was crazy. But when we start talking about stuff like this, the last thing I'm, I need is yeah. a black van to roll I know. up in front See of my house. See how pulled up. Excuse me, you were mentioning Gisley Maxwell in your podcast yeah all of a sudden <laughs> next week is only one idiot isn't it so <laughs> it's like oh, okay we have to we're looking for another idiot so no funny. You, so can, you, might, you might be in luck Nick might be home yeah you know you can talk Bitcoin all you want but you mentioned that Gisley Maxwell you better shut it down there's there's certain things in this world you can't say remember that and that's one of them we don't we don't talk about Gisley Maxwell <laughs> no, we don't no. talk about Gisley no no <laughs> not, all jokes aside what ends up happening uh let me um i got a yo that is pretty got funny. Pa paperwork here i got a search warrant in your house let me see your phone <laughs> yeah man uh, i gotta talk to your kids separately it's like what it, she's guilty i can't man that's hilarious but that's but that's exactly what happens but meanwhile you rob a bank and they're like hey it's okay hey keep it moving buddy <laughs> <laughs> oh man so you know i got a lot of flag for me saying that i don't talk i don't talk in the pocket Dude, so first i don't of like all, to talk <laughs> So, I got a lot of flag. A few people hit me up. So I'm going to tell you what, well, tell right. them what happened afterwards. So we finished the show. Okay, go ahead. And we're sitting here. And I'm and, and I'm trying not to tell Karen because Karen wants to hear the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> so and I'm here like in shock. Like 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 lightning. I saw lightning in front uh -huh. of my face. Following that, she calls me because there's no way. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. She said no, no way. No, no. <laughs> I can't. And I'm like, I agree with you. I I think he's I I, I think it's BS. All right, so you know, a few people call me, and I got it. So let me clarify, because I, I got a, I got a lot of static for that. Um, when I say I don't like to talk, I really genuinely mean it. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not friendly. I'm friendly as a person. Like I'm, I'm pretty approachable, which is why all the crazy people like to talk to me. <laughs> I'm very friendly. I'm very conversational. I can, ha I know how to articulate pretty well my thoughts, but that doesn't mean that I enjoy it. For example, there are people who have hidden talents, like they know how to draw. But they do nothing with drawing. They do nothing artistic. And it's because they don't love it. So your talent is talking? I think I have it's a your hidden talent? I think I have an ability to talk and converse and relate to people really well. I think a lot of my ability to be able to relate. Let me tell you something. All right, let me wrap this up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me wrap this up. Go ahead. Go ahead I've just... never, ever, like, I, we've hung out so many times. The gym. Yeah. Uh, uh, top golf. Yeah, we've done everything. We've done everything. Hung out. Millions of times. Millions of Cookouts, times. barbecues, everything. And yeah. you and I has just kept going and going but and going nonstop. Frankie. But that's different, Frankie. 
So now when it when when I connect with people who match my sort of energy or they match my sort of uh my vibe, yeah, I have no issues conversing with them. Like cuz those are people who I gel with. But if you put me in like all these social situations, I'm not really I like VIP. I like being in my crew, in my element. I'm not the guy that's like to go out and interact with people. I don't enjoy I thought it. I knew you. No, you do know me, Frankie. <laughs> you know me because that's why I like talking to you. But you know what? And I was th- I was telling somebody who was talking to me about this. And I said, listen, my whole thing in life isn't what you remember what we talked about. My thing is the impact that I made on your life. Right. My thing is on what the energy I bring into the room. So, like, if you say, you know what? I don't remember a lot of what we talked about, but when I when Rashawn walked away, I feel like he's a good person. Or I feel like that was ne- that has never been an issue. But you know something? At the end of the day, when after I after Karen and I spoke when she when she finished watching, listening to the show, I was like, you know, it's not a bad thing. I, I at the end of after my shock went through yeah. and I literally I'm talking sent, about like three days I of shock. I sent Frankie a screenshot of my call list. And you literally it's like Frankie, my wife. Telemarketers, telemarketers, telemarketers. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> and I, like, I, my aunt. Yeah. There's <laughs> like no one in my phone. <laughs> so to me, to me, it's like, okay, so I, I guess it's, you know, like, I'm not going to say I guess, but yeah, it's more like an honor, the fact that we can sit and chill and talk this way. Thanks. Because I'm going to be honest with you, those first three days, I was just like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, and the thing is, again, the people who I do converse with, that I do enjoy being around, I love talking to them. I enjoy those moments with them. But the majority of situations, like, I'm going to tell you straight up, it's actually difficult for me to make new friends. Oh, shut up. <laughs> like, you you keep, <laughs> I hate you so much. I, I'm friendly, Frankie. But when it comes to me giving trust or when it comes to me, like, init- I don't initiate any conversation. No, that I, that, that like, I you see totally me walk get. in the room. I, if the people come to me, like, or if you introduce me, then, yeah, I'll say what's up. You know what I mean? But I'm not. I'm not the, I got to go talk to everybody. I'm not that guy. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing that I, one. I can't stand you, Frankie. You keep rolling your eyes at me. <laughs> they can't see it. So it didn't happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think we're ready to get started. You yeah, got some music for us, brother? I'm going to try. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get a crack and let's get the vibes right in the room. We got, I don't really have a lot to discuss today because it's a short That's week. A but you know what? I know Frankie. We're gonna let Frankie quarterback this 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 episode. This is all about Frankie. This episode. Um, I think I did a lot of talking and overexposing last week. So we're gonna let Frankie get, take the wheel next to Jesus and uh, <laughs> see wherever this show goes. So Frankie, you got what kind of music you trying to put put on for us today? What, what kind of vibes we getting? Oh, we taking to them club. Okay. This is the kind of music I make when, after I eat White Castle, I'm going to the restroom. Let's go. <laughs> I can't even talk! <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. Season 2 in the Cloud Radio proudly presents presents, presents. 
Welcome to Life Lessons with Idiots. We're your hosts, Frankie and Rashawn, and today is May 1st. It's my boo-boo's birthday. Go shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. Welcome all of our new listeners and all of our day one listeners. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us again on another episode. We're here back on our usual day and time on a Sunday, glorious Sunday, actually. Uh, and yes, you guys know how to reach us. You know how to follow us. Please check us out on Spotify as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, And we're also on Alexa. We're on Stitcher. We are everywhere because um, Frankie has made us completely accessible at all locations <laughs> hey i'm doing what i can you know what i mean i love it i love it so yeah man we appreciate all of you guys for rocking with us especially all of our day one listeners who've been listening since day one listening to our show and following us and following us on this journey uh we are now episode 27 i think we're 27 episodes in frankie that's something, pretty amazing like that, yeah. yeah we're like 27 yeah um so yeah man we we, we keeping it rocking we keeping it fresh and uh we got a lot to cover uh Actually, you know, Frankie, you got a lot to cover because I'm I'm turning everything over to you, buddy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing current events. All right, all right. Well, we, we already started off with a little bit with a little bit uh with Johnny Depp or whatever. So I'm gonna um move things over to another topic. So I saw something that was really interesting. So Frankie, I have to. I just found out last week that I have to start going back to the office, and it's trash. I this think is, it's stupid. You're, you're gonna end up right back. I'm hearing an echo. Yeah, I'm hearing an echo too. Where's that coming from? It's over Is here. that your laptop? It's my laptop. Hold Why on. Why is your laptop doing that? Because it's I didn't hit that button. All right, we need Karen. Hi, Karen. Um, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a disaster. Yeah, man. So my my, my office is making me go back. Um, right now they're trying to like slow walk us into the consistent, I guess five day week. They it first started off as one day a week. Now they're pushing it up to two days a week, which is all well. You know, I totally understand. It's still kind of flexible, but. When they make these sudden changes, you know, we've been all working remotely for over two years now. So, like, your day-to-day habits or, or how you coordinate is it's kind of like setting stone with your routine and so forth. Especially if you have children, you got arrangements to make with picking them up, dropping them off, and so forth like that. So now if you are completely out of the equation because you got to be in the office, this not only lowers your productivity at work, this kind of, like, hampers other areas of your life, personal life, right? So anyway, long story short, Frankie, I saw this great article that says uh, about a study that was performed. It's from uh, the articles from something called Nature. Uh, I never heard of this place before, but I stumbled onto their article via Google. And uh, they did a study on discussing the collaborative efforts of those who work in person and those who work virtual. So they were given they gave the subjects that participated in this test uh, topics like Frisbees and bubble wrap. And each group needed to kind of come up with innovative uses or ideas on how to market them. Um, So so the people who were in person, they actually came up on average with one idea more than the people who were just solely virtual. And they believe it's because the people who were virtual. They stayed locked staring into their screens at their 
teammates. Whereas the people who were like in person, they kind of like looked away. They were looking at the ceilings because they were allowing their eyes and their mind to wander. So their analysis is coming to the conclusion that people who work in person are able to be more collaborative and come up with more stimulating ideas than those mm. who are working virtual because they're staring at the screen. So who do you think is better? And I got my thoughts, but I'm going to let you shoot first. Go Listen, I, I've been going back to the office for almost um, two months now. Uh-huh. I get more work done. Yeah. And I'm more creative sitting at my home. Boom. Hands down. Totally I get, agree. I sit here. I come up with something. I send a message. I yeah. Get a, I get a meeting going. Yeah. Half hour later, we have a plan. Following day, we're presenting it. I love it. I go into the office. I'm like, oh, look, pretty bird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they got fries over there. Yeah. That's because we have a cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, that's exactly what happened. It's a waste of time. And and I go into the office once a week now. Uh-huh. But I work for a company that has eight, like 1,800 employees. And yeah. the max that they had is like 400 people to come into the building at any given time. So this is the, re the, re yeah. the reality is that COVID changed the world completely and it, and it took it took corporate america and it changed it a hundred percent it's never going to go back to the way it was absolutely it can't go back to the way it was because now you have companies that are like you know something i can get production from anybody from working from home now yeah the pool that you have mm -hmm. of of people with experience has quadrupled because absolutely now you're not limited to the new york new jersey area exactly. now you can get somebody from alabama yep you can get somebody from you know from seattle washington to do the same job and they work from home yep and, and guess what it does what and the companies are not saying much about it it helps them with their insurance the health insurance and everything for their employees absolutely the stress levels now are down so now they don't have to go get the medicine for the mm -hmm. for the blood pressure pills and all this it's there's so much more that the corporate america is saving on the problem that corporate America has today, my opinion, is that they rented out these spaces uh -huh. for 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. They got these locked contracts the, with these So people. they're like, oh, my God, you know, what are we going to do? We're we losing to, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, are they? you're not necessarily losing because I think by having more people in the office, they're using electricity. They're using your facilities. They're actually depreciating the value of the property that you that office more so by the number of people going in there than if you just have everybody remote. I know in my company, we had over the past two years with everybody going remote, we had record setting profits. Now, granted, I work for a wealth management company. So obviously at most banks and everybody thrived during the pandemic, because if you deal with investments and the inflation that's going on, they had record breaking numbers. So my company was definitely was like booming. We was making, we had a surplus and this is what everybody working remotely. And like you said, Frankie, the productivity went through the roof because people felt more comfortable to work longer hours because they were home. They felt like, yo, it's so convenient. I don't have to commute to the office. I could just go into my living room, log on for a few hours, get certain presentations done, get certain metrics done or whatever I need to get done, bang it out. And I have the comfort of my home. Not only that, I have that flex life schedule where now normally while I would completely take a PTO to go to a doctor's appointment or take my kids to a doctor's appointment or do whatever it is I need to do. I could do that during an hour lunch break, come back, even stay later if I was gone too long and make up for the time. So I felt like companies were, I think, were getting benefits on a more intangible level than they were by having people in the office. So I, I really don't I know the traditionalists think that you got to be in the office uh, to collaborate and do all this stuff. No, we've come a long way. It's thanks to Zoom and Skype and all these other te Microsoft Teams. You could do all that stuff from home. And we're constantly seeing commercials of, of these people doing that. 
Like you see the commercial where they're like, oh, I take my laptop everywhere and I could just collaborate with my friends or people across the country or across the world working together. But like that's, that's the way it should have been for a very long time. It should time. have been that way the, a long the, time. The, the, one of the things that are, there's certain type of management that has a problem with that. And those are the micromanagers. Yeah. Or the people who hate being home because they yeah. hate their home. Uh, yeah. That's they a hate different their family. Thing. That's a different thing. <laughs> but, like me, I, look, I, I go into the office once a week on Mondays. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with it. Yeah, once a week is no problem. Right, I can see I, once a I, week. I'd rather be home. Yeah, you know, I I sit here. I open the windows. I can yeah. I, because we have two bald eagles. Nice. They just fly in the area. So every every morning yeah. I see them flying around. I get my work done. I get to see them. Yeah. A little bit of nature. Yeah, man. I I, I feel you, man. I think yeah. honestly, the only reason I go in is maybe more so for the social aspect or yeah. to meet your team members in person. But other than that, there's no reason to be in the office. Yeah. So, so listen, we got a couple of new people in the chat we here. We do new yeah. people in the chat. We have nice, Ray, Ray Acevedo. He's a childhood friend of mine. We went to Eastside High School together. Okay, uh, you know the movie Lean on Me. Of course, Patterson, New the, Jersey. What's up? Stand he, up. He's uh they, the 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 character Kid Ray was portrayed off of him. Oh, word! Nice. Yeah. Look at that. I gotta uh, watch that movie again. I'm not sure who Ray is. Uh, he's <laughs> the one that gets beat up and, and then he quits school. Oh, that was okay. That was but Ray. Ray didn't get beat up. Okay, okay. They just the added real Ray that. didn't. They yeah, just real Ray. Him. Yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray. Uh, then you, we have uh, we have Donna that was here. She's been in and out. Oh, Donna so. from the UK, I think. Yep, she's from the UK. Holding it down for the UK. Let's go, Donna. We have uh, Oh, Donna. Okay, go ahead. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> it's gonna be one of those shows. Listen, whatever they got a name that goes to a song, I'm gonna sing it. Uh, oh, <laughs> great. The next person is Joy to Worldwide. Go ahead. Oh, Joy to the World. This is the stuff that I gotta deal with. <laughs> and then he says he's shy. I don't like talking to people. Uh, I'm I'm only here with you, Frankie. Mimi's here in half fight. And we also know that, uh, I, well, I know that my sister's on. Okay. And um, Nick and Maria, they're on too. They just go in and out. But, you know, they're always on here. Too. All right. We'll, they, they're family. Nick and Maria, we, we appreciate y'all always. But awesome. Awesome, man. No, nah, man. Yeah, no. Nah, so I agree with you, man. We're going to move on to the next one. So let me ask you something, Frankie. You know, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, it stinks when you have a relationship, whether with a close, because you just mentioned Ray, right? You mm -hmm. had a close friendship with him, and it's been for a number of years. But you ever have a relationship where, obviously, we talked about this before. Well, oh, you, I can't hold on. I'm oh a I, I, He he moved to a new apartment, so he has it on stereo. Oh, I, nice. I had, to, I had to make sure. Yeah, that's my boy too. Oh my All god. All right, now go ahead. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, I feel like Johnny Depp on the, on the stand right now. <laughs> I object. I gotta say this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what you gonna call it? Um, yeah. So you you mentioned before how you had like certain friends, whatever. And I remember you told me one friend. You actually took him out to a coffee shop to break up with him. Yeah. You know what's the worst part about having a breakup, regardless of whatever the relationship is? What? It's with that person, the story that person comes up with as to why you two broke up. Because <laughs> then they go around telling people their version. And I'm all for different perspectives because we all got our own story of why the relationship fell apart. But the person is never me. <laughs> It's, it's always you. It's, it's always never you. me. Let me tell you something. I said my loyalty is deep a while back. So whatever a friendship breakup, I could you could best believe it's not me. It's definitely you. So long story short, you ever see like the friend come up with the crazy story as to why you two broke up? And it's always completely off base. Completely. Like they, they paint you out to be this monster. You ever been in that situation, Frankie? Well, I, I, if I've never, they've never come back to tell me about it. But no, but other, you found out people, through the grapevine. people have told me. And they were yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're like, oh, I, yo, is it true that, you know, like, you you know, you got jealous of them? I'm like, jealous yeah, of what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would I be jealous? Uh-huh. The story's My always My bills wild. are paid. Uh-huh. 
I, I, I'm, in, I'm in a great relationship with my wife. I'm uh-huh. married. Uh, my kids respect me. Why would I be jealous of somebody who's dysfunctional? Yo, man. I, yo, the story they come up with is so off base. They be like, yeah, you know. I remember one guy was like, yo, it's because, you know, Rashawn kept hitting me up for money. And um, I was like, you know, I can't keep helping you like this. And he got mad. And that ended up to our falling out. I'm like, yo, I never borrowed a cent from this dude in my entire life. <laughs> I'm like the Lannisters from Game of Thrones. I always pay my debts. I don't. I never owe anybody anything because I never asked for anything. <laughs> so I had a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. How many times have you asked somebody to marry you? Once. Once? Yeah, man. I did it twice. Whoa. whoa. Yeah, I'm going to confess. I feel like Scooby-Doo. Whoa, Shaggy. Yep. <laughs> I did it twice. No way. Yeah, so. Wait, there was a pre-Karen? Oh, yeah. Yo, I don't know anything before Karen. Yeah, there was a pre-Karen. Yo, oh I was I was six, my God. Now I, I was like sixteen, dude. I was sixteen. Wait, what? Sixteen. Wait, why are you was, proposing at sixteen? Because you know, dude, I thought it, I I thought it was the right fit. You're not a hopeless romantic. You're a wrong romantic. No <laughs> so, one proposes at so sixteen. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you the story. <laughs> so, um, so I went to school with a bunch of dysfunctional high school friends. Right? Okay, all right, walk me through and, it. And then you know, like, but one of the one of the the parents were like mad cool. So we used to like, we used to cut class. Okay. And we used to spend time at the one house. Okay. So we were <laughs> chilling all the time. Bobbing, and I'm, and I'm, I'm just going to drop the names. So. Oh, oh my God. You dropping names. Oh, I'm going to drop, you, I'm, I'm gonna drop the names. the people who I'm cut a, class with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, that's oh, so man. true. Frankie. <laughs> so we were at my friend Ray's house, the one that's on. Okay. Ray Ray. Okay. It was me, him. Okay. Another friend of ours, his name is Juan. Juan. And and uh, I think Angel might have been there. It doesn't make a difference. Okay. So you had the, you but had his the boys. parents, but his parents raised parents with him. Proposed to Juan? No. So listen, <laughs> I, asked for, I, I spoke to. I was talking to Ray's father. Okay. And I go to him. You know, I've been coming here for a long time. Oh shoot. And you know that I, you know that I love this family. Okay. Can, you, I, can I have your son's hand in marriage? <laughs> I cannot with you, Frankie. I swear. Are you kidding me, Frankie? Yeah, I wanted to be sure we still had a safe house to cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's like, Yo. he said, you you got my blessing. And Ray's like, I don't want you. I know. I felt dirty after. I, spent, I, I said, I spoke to your dad. See, this May goes, he rest in peace. And uh, uh, Chino was the best, man. Oh, man. This goes back to like us guys uh, expressing ourselves and our masculinity to another man. He said, true story. True story. True story. <laughs> you proposed to me. Yeah, in front Listen, of the family. I, I just want y'all blessing that me and Ray could be together forever. Yeah, like, true story. <laughs> the whole family was there. Everybody was proud of me. Ray dumped me. They was like, oh, Frankie's coming out. <laughs> yeah. And Ray put me right back in. He said, nah, we're going to tuck you right back in that closet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's that was that was the the one relationship that went bad. Oh, my but I'm still stuck with him. I don't know. I don't know how this. Hey happened. man, look man, you guys made it work. You guys managed to keep it to, keep it together. Yeah, loyal, my loyalty's deep. <laughs> you know, Frankie, you asked me last podcast. You were like, you know, if I had the ability to change the world, like what would I do? And uh, we talk more, I guess, more so on a philosophical level. Like, what would I do? So I, I would say, how about we change, remix that question a little bit and talk more tangible. Like, what if like Joe Biden got kicked out? And the people of Life Lessons with Idiots band together, and they made you president. <laughs> we go completely viral, and everybody, they ran a campaign for us. We go completely worldwide, and there's like this huge push globally that you are now 
the president of the United States, and it happened. So you're president. What is your first set of executive orders that you're going to – because now, exec, now we live in a democracy where everybody needs to vote. But the reason a lot of things never get passed because you need to vote. <laughs> so, Frankie, go <laughs> – if you now are like, you know what? I don't. We're not voting. I'm making moves. I'm making change. America needs to change. I am Frankie, and hear me roar. I'm writing a bunch of executive orders. These are getting done. I don't need a vote. Boom. What are you doing, Frankie? Okay. So my question. No, hold on. Okay. This is good. This is good. This is this real is good. So good. <laughs> How long am I gonna? Is it like, bro? You get four your, years. You get four years. Four years. Four years. This is your term. You're president of the United States. What are you doing, Frankie? What terms? What, what what are you writing as your executive I'm, orders? I'm getting rid of both uh both groups, Republicans and Democrats. Bam! Right out the gate. Right out bang, the gate. So, yeah, you're done. You're done. We're coming we, up with we're two new one parties. Party. So you're making a dictatorship. Got it. No, Keep no, going. we're coming up with two new parties. <laughs> oh, two new parties. Two new parties. Real and not real. What are we doing? East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Yo, I'm honestly, East Coast and West Coast. So far as your vice president, I'm on board. East Coast, West Coast, let's go. <laughs> we're going so East Coast, West Coast. All right, where, where, where does the line get a little bit of everything. Is it Texas? Is it Texas? Texas, but we if you go straight up, we get Chicago. <laughs> All right, we get Chicago. All right, cool. All right, East Coast, West Coast. I bet. I liked it so far. It breaks everything down. So now you can't say, oh, I'm far left. I'm far. No, you're no. either going to be on the now, left. you are literally far left or, or you're on the, the right. far right. That's you're it. either East or West. That's it. That's it. That's the first thing I'm doing. <laughs> okay. All right. Second president thing I'm Frankie, doing. Second thing I'm doing is I'm gonna put a really big sign. Okay. In every state in every state. Every like state. When you're walking, driving in. Yeah. It says, it's, it's gonna say very clear. Okay. English is not the primary language of this country. Ooh, bang bang! Oh, we are a melting pot country. All languages are welcome here. Absolutely, President so Frankie. I, and I'm gonna ban people from saying this is America. You gotta speak English. You're Ooh, bang bang! He's going Absolutely. off. Ladies going and deep. gentlemen, the President Frankie is going off. Oh, greetings from Sweden. Hey, what's going on, Jimmy? Greetings from Sweden. We love y'all. Thank you for listening in, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm doing. Yo, I love it so far. And then... Um, what else? What else? What else you got for us? What else you got for the people oh out here? Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm I'm not gonna go into all the political stuff because I gotta say some for like the campaign. Oh well, you can save that, that for me. You can save that for I, me. I can save that for the campaign. Oh no 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 no! All right, uh, you want to hear mine? No no no! no hold all right, on. Right, cook it. So cook now it. we're gonna have to have um, uh, International Dominoes Game uh, Day. International Dominoes Day, where Interna we basically sit down, and play a game of dominoes. Absolutely, everybody, uh, like, everybody, stop working. Is it gonna be like a federal holiday? It's like, gonna be, well, it's gonna be combined with Spades Day. Spades, oh, <laughs> you got Joker, me Joker, Joker, deuce, deuce. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Yes, <laughs> it's one set of rules for spades. Yo, I'm all in on this executive order. Okay, so it's going to be both. And then uh, who, whoever whoever wins those tournaments, they they get a free scholarship. Ooh. Yeah, see? See what okay. I'm doing? I see what you're doing. I like what you're doing. All so right. you got you to gotta learn how to play spades if you want a free education. Absolutely. Because spades, spades is going to teach you technique. Uh-huh. How to manipulate the, the, the you know, the players. Uh-huh. And in Domino's, you need to know how to count. That's all you need in this world. Yo, Ray Ray just said you Osama bin Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Osama bin Frankie. <laughs> Dude, I'm not killing anybody. I'm just teaching Yo. them. I'm, I'm teaching them the, the way of the world. I like this. Your body it is. I love your campaign so far. So as your vice president, I'm going to handle all the other political stuff. Okay, what you got? So I'm going to first say, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do since you destroyed both parties, but I will say we're going to set term limits on people in the cabinet. So Congress and Senate... You got term limits. You got just as I got a term is four years. Everybody in here on this cabinet, you got four years. And if you're not doing right by your job, you got to get out of here. Let me tell you, I'm gonna do even better than that. I'm gonna okay. help you. I'm gonna help All you. All right, go this. ahead, cook, cook it. It's gonna be an age limit. 
That's one. You just said that before we said we, we weren't going to put it. No, no, no. You, no. Said, you can't you... be 100 and trying to... You can't be weekend at Bernie's in, in, in the office. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is... Okay. This is what I'm not... Actually, this is what I would do. Okay. You, so you have your term there. Yeah, I got my... If you don't comply within your term, you're allowed to be t- taken down. Okay. Okay. Election, no election. You, don't, you can't wait to be reelected to state. No, you're not doing what you were supposed to do. You got to step down. I like it. I like it. Okay. You're not doing it by the people. I like this. All right. I want to, uh, my other, my other promise to the people, um, we got like all politicians, when you are running for election or you're running for governor, whatever you're running for, you must sign a contract to deliver on all the things that you promised during that That's campaign. What I'm saying. You got to live by it. It can't be pandering. It can't, I'm all for the pandering. You can say, yeah, I love black people. I love Spanish people. You can do all that all you want. But when it comes to the policies or whatever you promoting, you got to start delivering on those promises. And if you don't, you lose your position. In Absolutely. You got to go. You got to go. So Amadeo's oh. asking, what's the currency? Amadeo, you need to go back to listen to one of our shows. Secure the bag. Listen to Secure the Bag. Because we, uh, we're going to change the name of the country. It's going to go from the United States of America to the United States of Idiotville. Yep. And we use idiot coins. <laughs> idiot coin. And if you can't afford an idiot coin, you could buy a dummy coin. Yeah. That's a little cheaper. <laughs> Listen to Secure the Bag. Go back and listen to that. We break that down very thoroughly. <laughs> and we are global with that coin. So people across the seas, seas like Sweden and the UK, you will be able to buy yourself an Idiotville coin. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we're, t- we're changing everything here. I love it. I love it. Oh, another thing I'm doing away with is, in, is uh, the insider trading. Because all these politicians, they, they laughing at us because they write policies and they tell their spouses to invest in certain companies and they be banking on that money, which oh. is why, you know, I, I think it was Harry Truman. He had this great quote where he says, show me a politician who is rich and I'll show you a crook because the politician was put in place to serve the people, wasn't to serve themselves. So I'm not saying that a politician can't be rich, but how they are getting rich should be questioned. They are servants they're, they're, of the people. They're going in financially comfortable they're leaving office wealthy stupid wealthy okay so now you have if you know uh-huh. i'm gonna make it clear cia is so gonna so you have house oh right my now. god we're <laughs> I, I hear the helicopter <laughs> <laughs> they're coming here right so, now <laughs> so, you, so you have the middle class right then you have uh i guess the rich yeah and then you have uh the wealthy uh-huh and then you have the one percent yeah you have the dumb wealthy yeah okay <laughs> Yo, we're the middle class. Yeah, no, we're we're barely making it. <laughs> okay, so we pay we right now in 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 this in this world we pay for everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We, the we, rich is not doing anything. They're they're, they're not they're paying. Only paying get the bike. Get the bike. Fifteen hundred. They're paying fifteen hundred <laughs> uh-huh. taxes. You know the IRS. They pay. Yep. But we're paying the most of that, right? Oh, absolutely. The poor okay. can't afford the, to pay the poor, taxes. The poor can't afford to pay it, right? Yeah. So and you're in the middle. You gotta so pay it. We pay for everything. You know what's crazy? Somebody said that. We we always waiting for the rich people to save us. Like I remember when Elon Musk when he, when he bought Twitter for like forty four billion dollars, they were like, "Yo, if he would have dedicated like six billion dollars, he could have cured world hunger." Let me tell you guys something: the rich people are not in business to save humanity. The rich people are in business to get richer. So they'll disguise it as saying they're doing all these things that are morally right. They're trying to protect your freedom of speech. They're trying to do all these philanthropic things. But these things are either tax write-offs or ways, and I don't mean to sound depressing or morbid, but these are just ways for them to continue to be rich. It's not for you to benefit from their richness. <laughs> you want to know what the difference is? I'm going to tell you what the difference is. We work. Right. They don't. 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that. They don't work. They I mean, invest. They invest. And, and, and all the investments that they do work for them and give them, make them money. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like um, they work in Bloomberg. Stuff. Bloomberg, he he gets what a dollar? Yeah, he pays. Well, his salary's a dollar, right? Because he doesn't want to get taxed. Because income tax is the highest thing you could ever get taxed in this yeah. country. Like your income, like you get taxed, you get put in the bracket. That's what you get paid. Now your capital gains tax is significantly less, and you pay capital gains tax by selling stocks that you've made gains on. So yeah, that is considerably low. But what's really low is. So this is so for example, I got a good example for this, which ties in perfectly. So Alicia Keys and Swiss Beaks, right? They had a home in New Jersey, right? They had a home in New Jersey. They bought the home, I think, for $12 million. They just sold the home at a loss for six million dollars. Now everybody's reporting like, oh, Swiss Beats, Alicia Keys, they're losing money. They're losing They're not and, losing well, money. Wait, wait, wait. And they bought a home in California for like 20-something million dollars. So people were like, Yo, but they just gave away $6 million. That's crazy. Here's the thing. Imagine, if you will, if you were rich, Frankie. And imagine That's a lot of you imagining. made $20 million in one year, right? You made $20 million. You have this home for $12 million. You say, I'm done with this state. I'm selling it. Taxes are too high. You sell your home for $12 million. That money that you sold it for will be taxes, ordinary income. So technically, you made $32 million that year. Right. And you will be taxed accordingly. However, if you sold the home at a loss and you sold it now for six million dollars, instead of you getting taxed at thirty two million dollars, you will now get taxed at 14 million dollars because you made 20 million and you lost six million. So now you're going to get taxed at 14 million dollars. So by you getting taxed at 14 million dollars, you are now in a significantly less of a tax bracket than you would if you was at the 32 million if you broke even on the house. So, so you technically want to take the loss. You kind of want to take the loss because you could use it either A, as a tax write-off <laughs> and lower your disposable income, or you get that money back through the tax return because you're saying, hey, I paid all this money in taxes towards the house. I sold it at a loss. You technically, as the state of New Jersey, owe me money. <laughs> but you know, you, you know who the only people that are like, "Oh my God, I can't believe this." Yeah, who? The poor people like us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they don't well, care. Because they're like, they, they, you know, they're like, "Oh, listen, take the loss, and it'll be easier for you at the end of the year." Okay. Yeah. Because they're still filthy loaded. Oh yeah, they're dumb loaded. But yeah, man, I, I, I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, man, we're gonna get, we gotta give her an insider trade, and that's part of our campaign. So vote for Frankie and Rashawn. I would be the vice president. Frankie will be the president. We're here to change America. We're here to change the world. <laughs> so I, I did get a text. I did get a text. It says here, um, I'm not I'm not sure I like your language, uh, your language sign. Uh, Our language sign? Yeah. Well, that's the, the law thing. He says, oh. I, I've been doing Duolingo for almost two years and I still can't from from. I, I still can't tell what from a normal sentence, what Spanish or Italian. <laughs> <laughs> You don't only need to learn one language, but you yeah. can't walk around here turning around saying that you don't belong in this country because you don't because you don't speak the one. Let me just say, like, America's the only place where we like make English like the mandatory language. And Honestly, it's the only place that doesn't have it. But if you go to Europe, they speak multiple dialects. And I'm sure my my uh Jimmy from Sweden could probably speak to, to this probably better than me. But if you go to like Italy or if you go to Prague or if you go to these different places out there, they speak multiple different languages like fluently. And they learn like six languages and they can converse with people from Africa. They can converse with people from Egypt. They can converse in Africa alone. They speak like a hundred different dialects. It's like crazy over there. But oh, yeah. That, but it's normal over there. Yeah, it's so normal. But, 
Yeah, man. I think uh, I do. I understand the reason you want to. I think English is like the common language, even across seas. It's, I think it's probably the easiest language because it's so broken. But um, and everybody else has English, actually. English is tough to learn, man. I mean, outside. of So I was talking to my coworker. He, he's uh, where is he from? I don't want to mess it up. Anyway, he's from he's a, he's a foreigner and he has trouble uh, spelling English words. So I would like give him different words and just to see what he spell it. So like he had a trouble spelling precisely. Or he has trouble spelling. Um, it was another word. Like, different words he has trouble spelling. So I'll throw other English words that are difficult to spell. I'll be like, yo, how do you spell yacht? <laughs> and he be trying to enunciate it, and it be coming out terrible. <laughs> but the, I feel but bad for him because English is so broken. It is. I mean, like, just look at the word play. Look at yeah. that It has, like, 40 different definitions in it. So it's like, how do you use it? Bro, we spell pounds with LBS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all screwed up. Ray's moving to Canada, but he'll be back next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did Jimmy say? He said, like in Sweden, if you have more, if you have more money, you have money. To give more. Oh, if you have more money, you have to give more tax so that all people can have medical help and free school. Ah, I do like that. I do like that. Make the rich pay for people's education. Like, if you really want to be philanthropic, like, put that money towards the. Uh, the people who need it to put pay towards education and their development or healthcare, especially healthcare course. Our medical care here is insane. <laughs> I don't want even get started on it. Anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole. You guys know our campaign. You know what we stand for. We're the realest of the real. We're Frankie and Rashawn. We're running for president 2024. You know I'm gonna next week's banner is gonna say <laughs> Yeah, I need a I need a flag in the background. <laughs> the background. If you could put a flag floating in the background for us, that's our campaign, man. It it is for president. <laughs> now let me ask you something. So we was talking about uh weddings last we've been talking about weddings the past two weeks, maybe because I just been to one. But I wanted to ask you something. You know, at a wedding they always go through the whole the proceeds of like, hey, do you take this person to be your wife? Do you take this person to be your husband? Blah, blah, blah. And then they get to the part where they're like, if anyone objects to this wedding, please speak now, forever hold your peace. Bro, I just want to know. You're not bringing this up. Bro, I just want to know. Like, you're not bringing this up. <laughs> has anybody ever object at a wedding? I've never been at a wedding where somebody says, hold it. Change the conversation. No. My love is here. <laughs> I need to stop this whole proceeding. Like, I've never. What is the point of that? Well, it's legal. It has to, it's, a, it's, a legal it's a legal question that has to be done. It's a legal ramification. Is that yeah, part has, of ordaining it? It? Has, like, it has to be, you know, does anybody, you know, object or anything? You know, speak now, forever, hold your peace. That's actually legal. You have to put that in there. I just want like, I want, because one wedding, I want to go to like a wedding of people I don't know, and I want to object. All right. Just so to like I, stop. I've actually experienced that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You did? Yeah. You've been to a wedding where somebody objected? Years ago. Years ago. Somebody objected. Wait, what What did they object? They didn't want the, the couple to get married. What? Who does who wait, tell about who gets invited to a wedding and then objects it? Yo. <laughs> so I don't I don't I don't remember if the girl was invited, but I know she was at the church. Oh my God. Are you when oh, they went don't to the tell whole me it was a side girl? <laughs> so no, it wasn't it was even a side, side chick? Girl. No, it wasn't the side girl. And I know that for a fact, and I'll tell you the story. Did so she I'm come at, out with a baby? <laughs> no. No. So so no, so I remember we're at the church and they say, they said that and you know if anybody has any objections you know speak now forever hold your peace. One girl raises her hand and says I need to talk to the bride and the groom real quick. Really? Wait, she did this at the wedding. At the wedding, at the ceremony. She said, "Excuse me, I need to talk to them." Yeah, I had to be maybe. This can't be happening. Yo, that I is like to be a bride's biggest fear. I think it was like eighteen. I had just came back here from Puerto Rico and I went to this wedding. Yeah, so they left. You. <laughs> 
You must have been like, what? So yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm back, you know, and then I would, you'll come to the wedding. I'm like, okay. this is the ghettoest wedding I've ever been to. No, I already not told, do this in I Puerto Rico. About the ghetto wedding. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wedding. So wait a minute. So they she pulled the bride and groom to the side. Yeah, and she spoke to them. And then what happened? So they both come out. Oh God. And they turn around to the entire people in the church says, we're going to delay the wedding. Shut your mouth. Are you kidding me? Because the girl knew something. They didn't tell us no! what it was. And I'm like, I'm like. Wait, did the guy say this or the, or the girl said this? The bride and the groom. The future bride and groom, which they never got married. Oh, my God. They Who does never this at got a married. wedding? And they're like, I'm sorry. Um, you guys are all welcome to go to the reception hall. There's food. There's Shut, drinks. Wait. Yo, they, I'm not No, in fact, this. in fact, I'm, no lie. No lie. Who Listen, Yo, everybody went wild. to the reception hall, even the, the bride and the groom, they were supposed to get married, and they partied. Wait, time out. The, the people was like, well, we here anyway. Might well, as well turn up. It. They paid for it. It was already booked and busy, so they yeah, were like, so listen, they, the DJ's like, in there. You guys go have a great time. My relationship is completely falling apart. Do not feel bad for me. It gets I better. need you guys to turn up in this party because I paid for this. <laughs> it, it gets better. The food is paid for. Please order the steak. Dude, it gets better. <laughs> Wait, yo, this is terrible. So now we hanging out the party. Everybody's talking. Oh my god, blah blah blah. But you know, everybody was talking, but nobody actually like approached them about it. One of the best. Wait, parties... wait, 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 wait. The bride and the groom still went to the party. Yeah, they, they hung out with everybody. He says no. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I delaying. thought they. If you no. want to cancel the wedding, no, they canceled the. Actual they canceled the ceremony. The ceremony. So they didn't legally get married, but they still had the reception hall. How do you were... party? I'm telling you, we so we go. Everybody partied. Everybody drank and everything. Everything it was good time. What? The entire night, everybody was just like, okay, it's just a party, a hangout. Nobody gave gifts because obviously they didn't get married. Okay. So it was a good time. A month later, a month later, okay, he announced that he was getting married. Wait, 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 guys, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you guys are confused. I'm very confused at this moment. Let me get this straight. Frankie, let me just break this down. Bride and the groom are about to get married. Let's just call them Keith and Tasha. Okay. Keith and Tasha about to get married. Right. Melanie stands up when they said, do you need to object? Melanie walks up there, takes them to the side. They have a conversation. Melanie's still there. Keith is still there. Tasha's still there. And then they said, let's go still turn up. Yep. They go turn up. Mm -hmm. Still at the party. At the party. Keith books another wedding with Melanie a month later. No, with a different woman. With a different woman. Mm Mm-hmm. What in the ratchet hell is going on nah, here? You want you want ratchet? <laughs> Wait a second. Mel- Mel- Melanie's the, yeah. the Melanie's the side chick or whoever is objective. No, okay, who's who's and Tasha's the bride. The bride. She went to his wedding. She what? In... <laughs> I'm not Yo, kidding. I this I'm is crazy. Kidding. What kind of general hospital nonsense is this? I'm not kidding. I, I'll tell you. This is the wildest story I've ever heard of the wedding. Yo, and I went to that one, and that one was even better. <laughs> Yo, oh man, oh Jimmy's showing us love. He said he got to sleep. It's midnight. Oh, it's midnight over there in Sweden. Uh, great show. He recommend your show to my. Oh, I appreciate it. He's gonna thank recommend you, thank it you. to his friends in Sweden. Yo, we appreciate you, uh, Jimmy. Much love to you, man. And uh, definitely finish up the show. Go back and listen to a few of our old shows, man. This, this is how we get down every every week, man. You can also catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Apple Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're all over. We're all over, man. So, yeah, definitely spread the word. Appreciate your help, man. So, no, so seriously. Yo. Seriously. And I went to that party, and that party was off the hook. That's crazy. Half the people. Yo, can you imagine them doing the percolator or doing an electric slide after they just stopped the wedding? But like, you can't, let's just imagine what that conversation went like behind the scenes. So Melanie, Tasha, Keith, they back there. 
yeah, girl, I don't think he loves you. His heart's not in it. And I don't think, I think you could do better than him. Till this day, nobody knows. I need to know what happened in that conversation. I, I, and I don't know day, how you, yo, if you call a wedding off, I'm not going to go drink and have a party with you. Like, this isn't, no. no my no, mother's here. No, My the, grandmother's here. The girl went up to them and said, <laughs> I need to talk to the both of you. They both, they all three of them left. How you out there moonwalking? About moon 15 walking? minutes later, came back. He moonwalking on a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> they agreed. I'll give you a crazy one. Yo, Frankie. Different story. Your friends are wild, bro. It's a different story. <laughs> a friend of mine's mother passed. This was years ago. Yeah. Years ago. We were at the funeral home. Oh, God. You and funerals. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the funeral home. Uh-huh. We're about to, they're about to close the casket. Okay. Right? And then do the procession to the to the cemetery. Okay. So the girl's father. Come closer, Frankie. Oh, sorry. The yeah. girl's father turns around and says... Thank you, everybody, for coming. Yeah. I really want you guys to understand that it, this means the world to me. Um, and then he said, you know, a couple of words, you know, to okay. his wife. Yeah. Thank the family. And okay. then told everybody that was there, says, I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. Just want you guys to know that I will be getting married in a month. No, he, wait, time out. <laughs> I swear. Time out. Yo, yo, this is worse than Kanye in the Taylor Swift and award you, thing. No, ready? And you guys are all invited. Wait. This at, guy, his, at his wife's funeral. His wife's funeral. Mm -hmm. He about to put in the ground. Mm -hmm. He decided to announce his wedding arrangements. Yep. It's coming up. Yep. Like it was a club promotion. Not kidding. <laughs> He's sitting here like, listen here. I know we about to bury this body and all. And you guys are all grieving at the moment. There's laws. But yo, my wedding's coming up in one month. Yo, you guys are all invited. Please bring a gift. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yo, this, Frankie, I, I can't. You got, your circle's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you. How do you get invited to these things? These things never happen to me. I just went to pay my respects. I didn't know I was going to be going to a wedding. And you still went to that wedding? No, I didn't go to that. Oh, okay. One. No, my mother said we weren't going to that one. <laughs> you know, okay. She said no. I can't, Frankie. You know, I'm turning, <laughs> at this point, Frankie, I'm turning things over to you. No, don't turn it over. I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Because you are, you are bugging right now. You just did, told me somebody objecting at a wedding, them still partying, and then the dude getting married a month later. Yep. And now you're telling me people making wedding invites at a funeral. At a funeral. <laughs> I'm done with you, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and we're standing there like, oh, my God. And then the whole thing, you, you, they went through the whole thing. With yeah. The, the, the burial and all this, and then the, the, the repass, that's where he introduced his girlfriend. Wow. While his wife is back there. Buried. Buried. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. That's junk is ratchet. That junk is so ghetto. I hate when I get that feeling because now I, I'm, I'm apologizing to the audience right now. You might hear me a little nasally. You ever get that feeling when you know you got to sneeze, but the sneeze don't want to come out? Well, do it, it that way. It almost, yeah, I don't want to get COVID all over the mic, but. <laughs> See, now I'm going to have to get tested again. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I hate when that happens. The sneeze, it like it stops halfway. It's like, you know what? Nope, not coming out. Now I'm just gonna hang out here in the back of your nostrils. <laughs> it just <laughs> make it hard for you to breathe. <laughs> breathe through you, your you mouth. Wanna, you would like to take a break? No, we're live. We're cooking this. <laughs> go ahead, Frankie. Go ahead. I'm turning it Yo, to you. No, so I'm That's what we're gonna do right now. You ever been to a restaurant and then when you order food, the people look at you wrong? <laughs> I had all right, I had one incident like that. You want me to tell you why? Tell me. All right. So I had an incident. I'm gonna tell you mine. So a while back, a very long time ago, I went to a restaurant, and this is the funny thing. Um, I was very hungry this mm -hmm. day. I was very hungry. And I think it was at an IHOP. 
It was at an IHOP restaurant. For those that don't know, my people's in Sweden and the UK. IHOP is like a breakfast restaurant. I don't know if IHOP is over there overseas. But I went in there and I was with a friend and I placed my order. Mm-hmm. And I was I was there with another friend and we were there together. And I ordered my meal. And after I ordered, the person, the waitress looked at me and says, okay, that'll be for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> And I looked at her like, no, no that's mine. She got to place hers. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you all the contents of what I ordered, but it was definitely a serving size that could have probably fed three to possibly four people. And I ate all of it. <laughs> I was there funny. with my homie, Patricia. Uh, who we go way back. And we, we remember this day like forever because it's like a legendary day. We went in there starving and we went in there and we cleaned every plate her she ordered like two or three dishes i ordered like three or four and we beasted the waitress came back almost stunned because she was like yo what did y'all pack this like how and yo it was like the craziest that was the one time when the waitress she was like baffled you want you want to hear baffled okay go ahead cook (laughs) oh god frankie i can't even imagine what you ordered so i was with a friend of mine yeah we were um we were working at another company i was i was uh a consultant. Okay. So we went to eat in the city. And uh, I remember, you know, like, we order our food, and the, the lady goes, oh, so what do you want? And and, and the place is known for their, their like, um, chicken salads. Okay. But it's not like a it's not like a little chicken salad. It's like this huge. It's a like, huge dish. Like, they nice make it into dish. an entree. Their like chicken an entree. Salad. But it's really good. So okay. I'm like, oh, I'll have the chicken salad. She looks at me. She goes, okay. Okay. So, my so far, so good. the burger. Okay, cool beans. Right. So the burger comes now. This thing's a it's, monster. It's mammoth size. It's it's like huge. Yeah. So here comes the server. Okay. Looks at me. Looks at he has both meals in his hands. Yeah. Looks at me and goes, eh, he must be the burger. Oh. Puts it in front of me. I'm like, yo, no. <laughs> yo. I said, excuse me, I ordered the salad. He goes, not for real. <laughs> oh. I said, what do you mean? Oh, he's no. he's like He lost the tip that day. Yo, I'm like, what's the matter with? He goes, Yo. Oh, you didn't order the salad for real. There's your burger. I'm like, no, that's not my Yikes. burger. Yikes. Yikes. That's his burger. And he said, but he's small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small guys pack it in. Don't don't Yo, sleep. And I'm like, what are you calling me? Yo. <laughs> Yo, I was like, what are you calling me? What are you saying about me? I want to speak to your manager. I call the manager. Yo, you serious? I, yeah, because now I'm hysterical. I'm yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, because you know me. I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm gonna take offense to it a little bit, but I'm gonna have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna ride this one out. So I have the manager, I go, listen, I ordered the chicken salad, and the manager goes, Gives me this, this, this <laughs> the manager and I'm like, and, and what's your problem? Yeah. He goes, Well, I see there's a burger. I go, that's his burger. He goes, but that's a big burger. I go, so then talk to him. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm trying to live, man. Yo, I just want the salad. <laughs> you know, it, it looked good. I was told it was really good. I want to have the salad. Bro. So he's like, okay, so then I guess you ordered the salad. I go, you're questioning me? <laughs> I guess you, I guess, guess this mystery solved. <laughs> I guess the guy, I guess the larger one ordered the salad. <laughs> so <laughs> what is going so, on? So we're eating and my friend's like, Frank, why'd you have to do that? I go, because, you know, it's like they assume because I'm the big guy yeah. that I wanted the burger, but I really wanted the salad. And he's like, I was starving. He's like a thin guy. You know what I, yeah, so, I guess so. Go ahead, keep yo, so at the end, um, they, they bring the check and I look and I, and I go, I go to the guy, excuse me, is this right? And the guy's like, yeah, the order's right. I go, well, it only has the, the salad. 
Where's yeah. the burger? He goes, we we ate the burger. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. So I told my buddy, I was like, see what happens when you hang out with the big oh, dude? Oh, man, that's Yeah, funny. that's the craziest thing. And I was like, how dare you? Yeah, they ate the burger. That was their courtesy. That was their courtesy. My bad. So that was dope. That was, that, that was a good cleanup. That yeah. was a good cleanup. I, I went back a couple of times. Yeah, they, they deserve it. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I You know what I hate? I hate that. Um, So when I started going to the gym and started, you know, getting in shape or whatever, I hate the fact that when um people would see me, they start thinking that because you now are fit or you're athletic, they could be extra aggressive in their handshakes and how they greet you now. <laughs> like before, people used to be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Now we're like, "Yo!" and they be they hit their hand all hard, and I'm like, "Bro, just because I work out doesn't mean I'm not sensitive. <laughs> I don't need you aggressively slapping my hand, patting me on the back extra hard. Like, yo, chill." I'm, it's still a body in here, <laughs> but that's what they. That, that's the I hate perception. That. That's the perception. Yeah, everybody makes that perception. Like so they look at me. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, he's he's not strong." Yeah. Oh, and they they be sleeping. They be sleeping. Stop. Frankie got that. Let me tell you, Frankie got that strength. Don't let Frankie. <laughs> yo, Frankie will out squat a lot of people. Easily. <laughs> Easily. A lot of people don't know Frankie got all the strength of the legs. <laughs> so yesterday, uh-huh. Nick and I, we were we were trimming down a tree in the back. Yeah. And we Nick, that's my guy. Hey, what up? So <laughs> we take the tree down uh-huh. and you know, we're we're about to move it. We're gonna toss it to the side. Okay. So he's like, let me help you. I said, don't worry about it. I got this. I'm I got like, Oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. He's like, okay. <laughs> so, I'm know. like, yeah, now you yeah. know. Frankie's all legs, man. Don't, yeah. don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What you got for me, man? Oh, God. So I, I did have something else here. You, you, you said that you wanted to ask me something a while ago. But anyway, um, yeah, man. I, 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 don't, I don't. I think people need to not judge people until they actually interact with them. They'll just make these assumptions. Like, my cousins do that. Every time they see me there, they're like, hey, man, boom, boom. And they hit me all hard. I'm like, fam, like, I, like stop the aggressive. I think Andre the Giant said he had that same problem. He said that when he was a. Uh, because he was seven foot and he was like 330 pounds. He was huge. He was massive. He said that everybody would like aggressively like kind of poke at him or hit at him, thinking that because he's so big, it didn't hurt him. <laughs> he was like, no, this junk hurt. No, he <laughs> was he actually yeah. admitted to that. He's like he said it. Like, he, he got hurt a lot because people just Yeah, like the wrestlers yeah. and stuff, they went like extra hard on him. And he's like, yo, you don't need to hit me that hard. Like <laughs> just because I'm big, don't mean that uh these junks don't hurt. I'm still a body in this thing, man. Oh, I, I was actually asked a question. Okay. I love when people come to you and ask you these questions. But th- it's it's going to change the mood a little bit. Oh, we're going to go serious? Because, you know, I can switch the gear real quick. Hold yeah. on. Let me hit the clutch. <laughs> what we so doing? I was, at, I was asked, am I afraid of dying? Oh, man. Dying ain't always going that dark. All right. So. <laughs> oh, boy. No, and, 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 it's, and, it's a, and it's a question that I received early, early today. So I'm, I'm just going to toss it out here. And okay. Walk me through why, why did this question come out? Like, why did the, the person want to present this question to you? Like, why, what was the motive behind it? Uh, because. Do they know, have, like, fears or do they, they have their they, ailments? They're or? dealing with age now. So as you get older, the realities are starting to kick in. People are, you know, once. Once you get to a certain age in your life and you're like, yeah, you're, you're like, say for instance, you're, you're 40 now and mm-hmm. you haven't accomplished what you wanted to do. Now yeah. you're 45. You're still not there. And you start to realize that that whole thing that you're getting closer to that time where, you okay. know, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. You okay. know, you're, you're not going to last forever. Yeah. So after a certain age, you get to a point where you're like, oh, my God, you know, death is just around the corner. Hmm. This is what I would, my understanding. 
Okay. This was part of the conversation. So it was like, how are you? And I was you asking because I'm already in my 50s. Yeah. How am I feeling with the deal? The, the fact that, you know. You want me to go 50, first or you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to let you go first. You want me to go first? I like when you close it. Uh, I should have let you go first. I should have let you cook that longer. Um. All right. So my opinion. Am I afraid of death? All right. So, so I got obviously almost every question you ask me, I'm always of two minds. So the one part of my mind is like, I fear no death. I actually fear more. I fear death more so for my family. I fear death more so for my loved ones and my friends than I do for myself. And I know that sounds weird because you should want to cherish your life more than other people. But I feel that I must I cherish their lives a lot more than I would cherish my own because I know in the heat of a moment, I will put their lives before my own. Right. So to ask me, do I fear death in a situation, depending on the situation, I would not fear if it meant that that my kids or or my loved ones would be safe by me going out. So no, in that situation, I don't. Do I fear it as a human being? Uh, yeah, I think everybody should fear it. We always feel like there's more left to do in our lives that we want to accomplish. We have different goals that we want to we want to uh, complete. We want to see our children grow old. Grow old. We want to uh, see our loved ones grow old. We want to be there for our loved ones. And I think no one. Unless if you are of sane mind, I don't think anybody wants to leave the earth sooner than they are intended to. So from a human mental capacity, uh, but I don't think that's fear, so to speak. Like I would want to survive, so to speak. Like I think if I was in a life or death situation, I'm going to choose life. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I think that's my kind of two part answer. DJ Kojak, 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 Kojak. So question. So now what are you... Like, how do you prepare everybody for that? Like around you. Oh, now that's hold up. First, you got to answer your 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 thing, and I'm gonna answer your question. That's a very good question. But go on, go on, go on. I, oh, that's a really good question. It's going somewhere. Oh, man. All right. So tell me. Okay. So for answer, me, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I respect death. Yeah. Okay. I respect it. I don't want it. I will do whatever I can to prolong it. Yes. But I respect it. Got it. My problem with that, and is the only thing, is that I fear that I won't be there for like my family. Yeah, during a tough time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. That's my biggest fear. So, like, I, like everything I do for my family is to prepare them for those days because eventually it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah, has to face it. You know, yeah. one way or another. So that's where, like, I'm doing my thing, where I'm like, I. Sorry, sorry, your, your phone's blowing up. Tell these people we have a podcast yeah, that we're doing. I, people, the people that are texting me, uh, you're on the show. I mean, you can just throw it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Type it in the chat. Frankie's mid conversation. You're throwing them off. Go ahead. So my my thing is that I, you know, like I just want to be sure that I I take care of yeah. everybody that's here. Uh huh. Before I do, it does happen. So it's uh-huh. not a fear. It's more like I, yeah, I I want to be there as far as long as I can for them because you know, like yeah. You want to prepare them for this world because this world is so screwed up. Yeah. So that's so that's on the money. You know, oh, man, this reminds me of the movie uh, Rocky. Anybody ever see Rocky uh, 6, I think it was, where he's talking to his son? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, life will beat you down and keep you there permanently. Yeah. <laughs> he says, but it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you could get hit and keep <laughs> moving forward. Exactly. <laughs> I love that quote. But, um. What I was saying is, so how do you prepare? How do you prepare your loved ones for um for for your untimely demise? 
Well, obviously, you get life insurance. <laughs> I'm not talking about the finance guy. The finance guy right now, you got to put wanna, him on hold. So you want to have a life insurance. You want a policy. <laughs> this guy's knocking on your door like, hello, hello, policy. Time Life magazine here. Hello. So you want to have these things in order so that your family is secure no. financially. Um, oh, no. no. How do you, I, know, no. I know, I know, I know. I'm messing around. That's, that's, that's me deflecting. I always deflect when I get nervous. Um. <laughs> I'm about to, I got to turn off the camera so I can hit him. Uh, <laughs> So, all right. So how do you prepare your family for this same um, sort of mindset of your untimely demise? Yeah. Honestly, from um, from a, an emotional standpoint, there is nothing that you could say that could bring them comfort with the idea of you not being there. That is something, you know, we all go through hardships in life and those hardships shape us and prepare us for even greater hardships of our future. I'm, like you said, death is kind of inevitable, but all you could do is reassure your children to build a life of their own and cherish the moments that they have with you and your loved ones to cherish those moments that you have with you. And I think this is a big part of you reminding. I just had a conversation with my kids today of reminding them to not sweat the small stuff. And the reason why this came to mind is because I'm going to give you a quick story. I ordered something for my my son wanted to give uh, his my, my wife a gift. Right. He he came up with this idea on his own. I helped him place the order and the order didn't come in time. The order got stuck in the mail. The order got lost or whatever. And I wasn't I was ticked off because I wanted this gift to be here in time so that he could give it to his mother for her birthday. And I I was upset. And I wrote a, a claim letter to the UP, U, to the mail people. I wrote a claim to the to the company, like, "Hey, can you send me one expedited, whatever?" And I'm like up in arms. I'm upset, right? Mm -hmm. And as I'm getting all upset, I go to Facebook, like just to see what's going on, whatever. Because I got a notification or whatever, like you know, you know how you get a notification mm -hmm. when somebody tells you something. So I got a notification. I went to go check on Facebook, and the very first first post that I see is a dear friend of mine uh, that I went to high school with who told me that her daughter had passed. Oh, wow. Her daughter is 22 years old. Oh, wow. Last year, she had to bury her husband, who passed away, early death. Yeah. The year before, she had to bury her mother. Three generations gone in three years. Mm -hmm. And she has two other kids. And she is, and her other daughter, birthday is today, two days after her other daughter passed away. Wow. And she put a post up saying, somehow I'm going to have to endure and celebrate my daughter's life while grieving the loss of another. And I told my kids this story because I wanted to make it clear. Here I am up in arms over a material gift. Mm -hmm. When really the gift is the moments that you have with that loved one. Mm -hmm. And you do not need to get lost in these very simple things that come and go the the more important gift and it ties back to the very beginning of this podcast when i was saying my focus is on the impact i make in people's lives whether they're listening to me on this podcast whether it's my close loved ones and family members i want them to remember the impact that i made in their life and i'm hoping that the impact that i made was for the better i hope whatever you have taken from me whether it's the words or my lessons or anything i have to share with anyone i hope that you take it and I hope that it carries you you through your hardest times. And so I can only hope the same 
for my loved ones when I'm gone. Very well said. Um, Kojak just put in the ch in the chat. One thing we can never buy is time. One hundred percent. That's the premium of life. So I'm gonna tell you how I'm preparing my family. Uh, and then we have here from Mimi. She said, "Leave people better than, the than they you were when you when you found them." Nice. 100. Preach, Mimi. Love it. So I am preparing my kids by giving them every silly moment, every picture, yeah, every positive thought, every everything I can to give them all those good thoughts and those memories because. Once you're gone, yeah, that's what they have of you. That's it. So those you, are the treasures. If, man. if you if you treat people bad, yeah, that's what they're gonna remember from you. Mm -hmm. So even though I can't prepare them for my death because whatever happens at that point, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, they're gonna have to suffer that pain. I can't be there because I'm gone. Yeah, I I want to prepare them that when they talk about me after yeah. I'm gone, yeah, mm -hmm. they have remember what dad did this when yeah. he did this. And then they have those stories because you're you will always be remembered for the character you are to that person. Yep. 24 seven, seven days a week for the rest of their lives. Yep. So if you treat them like trash, that's all they're going to remember. Yeah. So I'm doing everything. And I and I and my kids, they get mad at me, but I take a thousand pictures. Yeah. <laughs> kids and, hate pictures right? in the beginning. But, the, why but then I, they love it when they get older because they're able to look back on those great times, you know. So I'm built. I'm building their history book for me. Yeah. So I'm taking the pictures and, you know, I'm like, okay, boom. So when I'm not here, they'll see this and goes, oh, remember when we did this together yep. with him? And remember when he acted a fool in the mall with us? Yep. <laughs> so how am I preparing them? I'm giving them the, 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 the childhood. I'm giving them the positive memories. And I'm doing everything I can so that when they get that, that point happens. Yeah. They, they can actually say that they just needed one more day. Yeah. They had it. They had multiple days. Yeah. And they had great days. And that's the thing. Don't do, don't sweat the small stuff. And that goes for all things. Like, I feel like the we waste, you know, I they did like an interview on like a bunch of uh, senior citizens. And they, they look back on their lives and they said, what are the, some of the lessons you wish you could like pass on to other people? Like now that you live so many years, what are some of the things you look back on that you wish you didn't do? And they said, I, I wish I didn't sweat the small stuff so much. Or I wish I, I pursued more different things and I wish I didn't do, I wish I spent more time with certain people. It's never, they never have the idea of, I wish I bought this. Right. Or I wish I had this. They never say that. They, like, like DJ Kojak said, they only just wish for the more time. I wish I had more time with my grandkids. I wish I had more time with my loved one. I wish I had more time. And so uh, it, It's funny you say yeah. it, it, that whole comment, but here it is. You have the time now. Yep. What are you doing for them now? Yeah. Because what happens is that you 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 do run out of time. Yeah. But if you didn't spend the time with them, yep. Guess what? You lost that time a long time ago. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and you can't get it back, man. And you're, and you're not getting it back. Yeah, and man. then when they when they're no longer 13, 14, 15 and you know, now they become independent, you don't have that kid anymore. It's an adult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's what that's what that's what I you know, that's what I want to do is just be sure that they have that. Yeah. So I wanted to throw that out there because it was man that that uh whew. it was a tough one. That was tough, but you know what? That's the that's the real thing though, and I think it's one of those things that a lot of people don't like to talk about. We that's why people don't like to talk about life insurance, which everybody should get a life insurance policy because. <laughs> all right, I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta. Try all right, to so now we gotta here. switch it up on you guys again. All right, all right, guys, switch it. But I, I needed to get that out there. It was it was said. Uh, I think I think the message is across. No, no, okay. no, definitely. I think we can. I think we handled that one well. All right, Good job, man. So my next question for you is: um, 
Do you have any phobias? <laughs> phobias, things that I fear. Things that you fear. Things that I fear. I well, I just mentioned one of them. My fear is always my number one fear is anything happened to my my family. No, no, like like a you. phobia. Like a phobia, not a fear, a phobia, yours. Uh heights. I'm not scared. I don't like heights. It's almost like I don't like talking. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, but no, no, no. All right, a phobia. Um, I don't have anything that comes immediate to mind because honestly, I try to like, I lo- this is the very Batman philosophy. I try to embrace all my fears. Oh, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like I, I did used to have a, a fear of heights. I did. Um, but I'm going to tell you one thing. <laughs> this is so ironic though. For I'm going to give you a prime example of me facing my fears. I used to have nightmares as a kid of being trapped in fire. All the time. Really? That was like my biggest fear. Like I used to always fear because my biggest fear was always, I never forget, I, I burned myself once on the oven. And all I could think of was that I think I was messing around when my mom was cooking or whatever. And I think I burned my finger. And I said to myself, I can't imagine me burning all over like this. Like this pain is the worst pain I've ever felt. Like I never want to burn. I never want to burn alive. And that was like one of my fears. So you know what I did when I got older, Frankie? Became a firefighter. <laughs> Dude, I know. We became a firefighter. And uh I went uh I went in there and uh I, I literally I passed the classes. I went into burning buildings and that was my way of trying to conquer what I feared because I was honestly traumatized and I used to, I literally like people will if I saw like like my, my stepbrother used to take a, a air freshener and put a, a lighter next uh, to it. And they used to blow yeah. up flames. When he did that. I mean, I literally would like get shake, like I would like go into convulsion. Like I was literally scared of fire, and um, I I was like, I can't live like this. Like, and it got it affected me all the way up until I was an adult. And then I was like, I have to face my fear. And so, sure enough, I went and enrolled and became a firefighter. I did volunteer firefighting for uh, two years. I passed the class, and then um, when I had my daughter, um, before I could become a full time firefighter, I said, I can't. You know, as a single dad, I can't do that. You know, my daughter depends on me, so I decided to stop that and focus my career elsewhere. So um, the funny thing is that we, we've actually had this conversation because you told me about becoming a fireman. Yeah. And I told you that I, I also did. We went to the oh, same fire department we in different years. Different that, years, and we went to the same academy, <laughs> which is crazy. My, mine, are, mine is needles. Needles? No way. Like, like, Frankie, I, I'm I, covered in tattoos. Like, <laughs> yeah, co- I, I don't have not one. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm petrified. Wow, needles. What do you know what sparked that? I don't know, but when I was a kid, I went to the doctor's office and the doctor gave me a shot. Yeah. And I, I, I lost it. Really? Like, lost it. Like, 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 like cried, hysterical, and everything. Like I, beat the, I beat the doctor up. No. I was like five years old, maybe. I beat her up. No. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> this is what you beat in women, yo. <laughs> First no, of all, I didn't I know that one was a woman. <laughs> That one I didn't know was a woman. Go back no. to listen to Taking the L, watch Frankie beat up not, a girl. <laughs> I did not know that was a woman. But I will tell you, to the point that I, when I went to the doctor again, <laughs> I had this, this little coat. I put a safety pin in my, in my, in my pocket. Are Don't you serious? Kidding. I'm not, true story. You can, bro, that's you can wild, about. bro. Like, so we go to the you really doctor. had a phobia. Right. So let's, let's do what I did. You still have this phobia? Oh, yeah. Still today. Like, oh. you, like, need, like, what do you do when you have to get blood work, Frankie? I panic. Are you serious? Like you sweat I, I like break and everything? Out and sweats and everything. Absolutely. Oh my God. This is you, real. No, this is real. So let me tell you how bad it is. Back then, 
So oh my God. we go to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh, we got to give your son a shot. And so I told the doctor, if you, sh- you give me a shot, I'm going to give you a shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, wait, wait. <laughs> Look, I do I for an eye. You shoot me, I shoot you. So <laughs> I'm telling you. So she's like, oh, how Yo, cute. Freaky. How cute, right? So she she t- think you joking. She, she gave me a shot, right? I went into my pocket. No, you didn't. I took out the safety pin and I stabbed her in the butt with it. No, you did not, Frankie. Frankie. Listen, I was not. like five years old. Yes, Frankie, to the point I I got in so much trouble for that. Do you do that like, now as an adult? You should you no. be a shot. I'm gonna stab you in the butt. So, <laughs> the following time I went to the doctor, same doctor. Yo, this is crazy. Same doctor with yeah. my mother. The doctor says I have to give him a shot. Oh, hold him down. No, she frisked me like if I was a criminal. Oh, she- the doctor <laughs> had me up on the wall, with my hands no out. She checked my entire body. Be sure she checked my pockets. Look, and Frankie's from Patterson. You gotta so, you gotta check this dude. I still, I tell them, I, I have this conversation with my mother every so often. I go, I still think that she did that on purpose. I didn't need a shot that day. Wow. She, she gave me a shot just out of revenge. You, but man, like, so I don't even know how you get over that phobia. Like, have you like, uh, nah, there's no way of getting over it. When I went to, back when. Frankie, you could do it. Listen, there's got to be a way. Try when, hypnosis. When I went to get married, it doesn't happen now. You have to do blood work. Yeah. You, you have, have to do blood work every year. You should be yeah. doing blood work every year. Frankie. No, I do blood work every year. But, but when I went to get married. I yeah. had to do blood work to, to in order to get married, which is yeah, 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 which is very Jersey. Jersey doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there and I have my my hand out and I'm like this. Wow. I'm shaking to the point that I grab the hand rest and I break it off the chair. No, bro, you oh, it's real? It's bad. real. It's bad. Yo. It's bad. <laughs> oh shoot. So so now they're doing the, the, the Frankie's arch nemesis, <laughs> the needle man. <laughs> Yo, I can't do it. <laughs> But when I worked on the ambulance, I used to hand them over to the medics, and we used to run. Yo, the you fine giving out needles as long as they're not going as into you. As long as they weren't to me. <laughs> oh man. Well, we got to work on that. We're gonna like get like dummy needles and practice. No, like, no, I pass out. No, you know, Frankie, we're gonna we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you so, through this. So you know you you well, gotta face these phobias. I don't think you had to do that for for fire, but for EMS. Yeah. You had to get the hepatitis shots. Yeah. And those are three big needles. Yeah. I had eleven guys holding me down to get one. <laughs> Yo. This is serious, bro. Bro, 11 people had to hold me down. We have for to one. figure this out, Frankie. No, we're not figuring you know, it out. You I'm don't okay need, with it. Frankie, you're going to get older and need more needles. No. Yeah, we're going to figure this out. I'm not going to let you live like that. I told, I told my doctor, listen, whatever exam you can do with, <laughs> with, with that doesn't require we're blood gonna, work. We're going to do hypnosis. <laughs> we're going to do something. Hypnosis, Bad. Yeah, we're going to get you out of this. Bad. That's crazy, though. That and bridges. I, I, I fear You know bridges. what's funny? My wife don't like bridges. She don't like tunnels either. I can deal with a tunnel and the Tunnels, lower part no. of a bridge, but if you got to go on the upper part of the bridge, I'm a mess. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Wow, bridges. Yeah, I used to be afraid of heights, and then I got over that by doing roller coasters. I won't even do a roller coaster anymore. Yeah, like, you got to just you gotta just go for it. You got to just say, look, I'm terrified of this. I used to be scared of snakes. I'm not scared of snakes. I was scared of snakes because I told you this story when I was the birthday band and a snake tried to eat my hands. <laughs> um, I was traumatized. You but- would- I told you that story. Remember the kids wanted to kill the bear and the snake tried to eat my hand? Look, we go back and listen to that episode. I don't know which episode that is in, but I went through that story. But uh, yeah, man. Um, so hold on. You were, uh, what do you call those? Um, I was the mascot. I was the birthday bear for birthday parties. And I would put on a bear suit and follow the birthday party through different exhibits of the amusement park. And we went to this animal, the animal nature part. And they said, the bear should hold the snake. Dude. It was a boa constrictor. And my dumb behind was supposed to keep moving my hands, but my soft mittens looked like a mouse to the boa constrictor. And the thing turned around and tried to eat my hands. And I had my hand in the snake's mouth. 
And the, the people had to come over and drag, yank my hand and my arm out of the snake's mouth. <laughs> Traumatizing. I, even the garden snake used to freak me out. But now I got over it. No. <laughs> I grew up in Patterson. I'm scared of mice. Mm-hmm. You can't be scared of mice if yeah. you're from the hood. Mm-hmm. You just, you just oh, dab them I up. I will scream. Oh. I'll hit a better pitch than Mariah Carey. I'll yeah. be like, oh! I will, Frankie. Don't do that. You're killing people. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) I don't don't even call me. Are you serious? Oh yeah. So wait, no. I don't. I'm not scared of mice, but rats. That might be a problem. One time, rats are big. I was them junks in the city, (sighs) bruh. I was I was working Soho. Yeah. And we were outside. One of my boys with my boy Anthony, and he's like he's having a cigarette, right? Uh huh. So we we were right in front of the N and the R entrance on, on Broadway. Okay. And everybody starts moving out the way, and here comes this huge, Bro, huge. I'm talking about the this, rats this thing, in New York. This thing, was, this thing weighed like maybe like 22 pounds. It was huge. They look like cats. They were running down the street, right? <laughs> no. And I'm watching it, right? And as it's running down the street, it turns and starts looking at us. And no. And it's running towards us. No. Dude, I I ran inside Bro. that building, and I held the door locked, and I had everybody outside. I was like, oh hell, yo, you locked, you locked it. <laughs> Yo, you, you, Frankie's not saving you in a horror movie with rats. You're gonna die. You're, You're gonna, gonna die. die. He's leaving all of you behind. I, I, and my boy Anthony was like, "Yo, for real?" I yeah. said, "Yo, it's either you and me." Yo, look, you got you and the rat, bro. Yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna lie. Rats, bro. The the rats in New York. Even the cats don't go for them. Like the cats walk by them. Like, nah, I'm good, homie. Like, you carry on. They don't even mess with the rats in New York. Yo, I saw in the news a couple of years ago. They had a rat with two pizza pizza slices. Yeah, they did, yeah, they eat they eat pizza out there in New York. Yeah, so it's like they're going up the stairs. Yeah, up the stairs they be carrying the it like yo, yeah, what's like up? nothing. No, they'll mm-hmm. dap you up and everything. Like yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Mm-hmm. Keeping it moving while they carry a slice. Uh, nope. I'm, yeah, man, I no, will I, pass out. My biggest, I don't want the rat on me. Like I don't mind if it's in the distance. Like I'm like, I'm, you know, I have a friend who's scared of little people. I like, yeah, I have a friend like she. Whenever a little person came around, like a, a, you're right, definitely scared. Like I'm not even joking. Like not even exi- like a little person comes around. I don't, I don't want to call them midgets because that's offensive. It's offensive. It's little people now. It's just little people, right? We, I okay. just I just want to make out. sure. Am I saying that right? You're like, saying it right. Like, okay. When one of them come around, she goes into hysterics. Like she runs away. Like she'll leave the building. Like she's terrified of them. I don't know why. I mean, well the kid you, the kid Anthony. I like what Lucky, I'm talking about. I used to like Lucky Charms. <laughs> what, the man, kid I Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> the kid Anthony, the one I'm telling you about, yeah, he's just stare at them, cause he ha- he 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 wasn't like he sta- scared he them. them. He just he just found them amazing. He would just stare and oh just look God. at them, and they were like, "Excuse me, sir," and he's like, "Uh huh." <laughs> Yo, I would love to meet uh, Peter Dinklage. Uh, he's a little person who was in uh he was in an Avengers movie. He was also in uh, Game of Thrones. He plays uh, Tyrion. Don't get mad at me, but I've never seen Game of Thrones. Oh my God, that's too quiet. Whoa, you know what? I don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> you know what? Listen, I just started watching Ozark, okay? What? What? I just started watching it. You just started? I just started watching Ozark. Because everybody's telling me, you got to watch it, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. Oh. But this is the... F- I just started watching Bro, it. Bro, Mimi just fell out of her chair. Yeah, she's... Oh, she's she's going to... Yo, DJ Kojak is like, fam. <laughs> He's like, Game of Thrones rocks. Yo. Mimi's going of- to revoke my Netflix. Yo, you're done. <laughs> you're dead here in these streets right now, bro. You just said Ozark. You didn't see a sing, dude. I I just started watching it. Everybody's telling me you got to get through the first four episodes. Yo, and I'm like, the first four episodes have been 
Incredible. All right. All right. We got to do something about this, Frankie. Don't ever, like, well, let's just move on. <laughs> so, so, yo, he's every, like, do you need an HBO account? Yeah, too? I'm giving him my HBO account. He cannot live like this. <laughs> Dude, I've never watched Ozark. DJ Kojak never... brought up Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is a oh, classic show. Did, you break... ever, did we ever rank out shows? I think we did that before, right? What was your top five? Top shows ever. Oh, well, Breaking Bad's up there. Breaking uh, Bad is definitely Sons up there. Sons of Anarchy. Okay, I never. I, now that's mine. I never watched a single episode of Sons of Anarchy. That's mine. See, now that's wrong. See, there's no black people in Son of Sam. I'm, I'm only playing. I'm only playing. Yeah, I saw um, him. Yeah, you, you saw him. I, I saw, saw him. I saw him. He yeah, was in I there. I saw him. He was the cashier. Um, no, no, no. In all seriousness, I, I do want to check that show out. I never caught it. I heard it was really good. I heard it was really good. So I want to check that out. But all right, so you said Breaking Bad. You said Sons of Anarchy. And what else? Oh, my God. What other one? Oh, Billions and Power. Billions and Power. Well, you saw Power, you said. Yeah, those are my those are my top shows. Oh, all right. Billions, Power, Sons of Anarchy, and Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. All right. Number one show of all time. If you have not watched it, you should you're doing yourself a disservice. One my number one show probably ever. I can't I've rewatched this series multiple times, Spartacus. I think I said it before. If you never saw Spartacus, you are missing out. Spartacus is a, an amazing show. Second favorite it. show, obviously. Oh God, we'll move on. Um, second favorite show, uh, uh, you just threw me off when you said never saw it. Um, uh, dang, don't it? The Wire. Oh, The Wire. The well, Wire. Know, the wire. No, hold on. The so Wire is like classic. the number two. That's like Holy Grail. You got to bring The Wire up. The Wire is like Holy Grail. Like if you The Wire opened doors for almost every, everything. Every like you show. would have nothing without The Wire. Yeah. So The Wire is up there. I would put Oz up there, but I can't. It's not in the top five. But it definitely goes Spartacus, The Wire, Breaking Bad. Um, I have to put... Um, 24. If you've never seen the series 24 uh, with Jack Bauer, mm. it was the most genius premise of all time. Um, it's up there for me. I love 24. Look at that. DJ Kojak, he knows Spartacus was great. He knows Spartacus yeah, is never legendary. Saw Spartacus. No. Yo, Spartacus is great. Yo, it's really great. Um, what you would call it? Um, and what is uh my fifth? I think I got a fifth show. I would say The Sopranos is tough because I like Prison Break. I like S Sopranos. I like uh, Ozark is up there, man. Ozark is a really well done show, man, from beginning to end. But it does drag a bit. It does. I ain't going to lie. No, no, those Ozark first four it. episodes, everybody's like, it drags, it drags, it, it drags. drags. But you it know does. something? It makes total sense. Absolutely. Once, yo, one, yo, when Ozark I enjoyed gets, every, single, every me, single episode. Let me tell you something. When Ozark gets in every season, whenever they get into like the last three or four episodes, they just start going crazy. Every time, bro, like you, you see all this building up, and you be like, "Oh, Marty's this," da, 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 da. and then they get it to the, like the last four, all hell breaks loose. Queen of the South, ah, dude, that is like my number. I heard about that show. Then that can it. be Sopranos is great too. Half Pint Bro, Sopranos, Sopranos, obviously classic up there in the Holy Grail. Queen of the South is probably my in my top two. Wow, that great. The Wire, then Queen of the South. Sh Whoa, I'm Wait, telling you, that's you put... how great that show is. All right, now I gotta watch it. What is that on Showtime? Um, it's probably on. A it's, it's on Netflix now. It's on hey, Netflix. Mean, it is. All right, bet. All right, I got. I got to look up Queen of the Queen South. Of the South. Is you, that she runs the cartel, right? Yeah, but she starts. Were you a, were you a Narcos guy? Because I was never a Narcos. No, guy. not a Narcos guy. Okay, but Queen of the South. That okay. is the show. Bet. All right, that's on the to do list. She runs a a, a cartel, right? Uh, yeah, she runs it, but you it. It's from when she was uh, married a to the guy. No, she when she was a runner. Oh, she was a runner. And she's a runner. Up. She's a track star. Okay. And, and she be she and she becomes like the head. But 
one of the best shows ever written. All right, bet, 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 bet. I love shows like that. I like it. Like, I want to see people come up from the bottom and make something happen. Yo, she's dead. We need more of that in real life. You know how good it is that once once I finish watching the entire series, they have it yeah. in Spanish. Nice. Oh, I you watched, I watched I watched it all in Spanish. Oh wow, nice. I was like, I got to see just it to twice. get a different feel. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. so good. Oh man, that was fun. That was fun talking about some of us. I know I'm missing like a bunch of shows. I said, did I mention Prison Break? That was a great what's show. Your, what's your most embarrassing show that you watch? I told you what. Well, oh, that 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 stupid oh. reality show, Love Is Blind. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think. Another thing that is uh, uh, what's embarrassing that I watch? I know you said you like to watch the Moonshiners or some junk like that. Yeah, I still do, man. You bug it. <laughs> so, yo, I'm telling you, when any show where they're speaking English and they have to have the closed caption on so you can understand what they're saying is funny as hell. Oh, you know what show is really dope? <laughs> Like you know, what's a you know what's a show that I watch that a lot of people don't watch, and it's probably big in the UK. It's called Wentworth. Never seen it. Wentworth is like Orange is the New Black, but the real version. Really? <laughs> like it's basically a woman's prison, but this one it's like a woman's. It's like Orange is the New Black meets Oz, like the HBO series Oz. If you've ever seen Oz from HBO back in the day. And if you ever, I never watched Orange is the New Black, but I know the premise of the women prison or whatever. I watch both. So if you take both of them and then meld them together, you will get Wentworth. And let me tell you, this show is wild. Adebisi was the man, though. There's no no replacement for Adebisi. <laughs> Adebisi is one of a kind. <laughs> one He's one the kind. man forever. Legendary character. Legendary. Oh, man, that was fun, man. No, but The Wire. The Wire is classic. That's When you heard the whistle? Bro, Omar? Omar, Omar? coming. Omar coming. Yo, that whistle, as soon as you heard it, as Yo, soon as you heard it, by you the got way, the chills. Mike, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. That's his oh, name, man. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to him. Phenomenal actor. Um, classic role for him. And uh, yeah, Wire is Holy Grail. Um, great, great, great show. Oh, DJ Kojak said Yellowstone is, is good. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't caught it either. Is that like in the Wild West or something like that? I don't know. I want to. They have that other one that's on USA. Uh, I see a lot of stuff that I see the trailers for, and I'm like, man, that looks good. But then it's like trying to find the time to like. It's so many shows that you start and you don't get to finish because it's like trying to balance it with everything else and all the craziness. It's, my thing it's now is that I when rather, do you, when do you find the binge. time? Like, when do you find the time to binge? Like, when is your binge time? When I wake up like three in the morning. Frankie, what are you doing up at three in the morning? I don't sleep, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't sleep. I'll, I'll go to bed at. So you basically in some So you live I'll, in Fight Club right now. Oh, absolutely. Fight Club, by the way, classic movie if you haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll come down here and I'll try to fall asleep. Maybe like nine o'clock, nine thirty. I'll lay down. Yeah. It takes me forever to fall asleep, and then I'm up at three thirty. Let me tell 3, you, three thirty, and then I start binge watching. Let me help you out, Frankie. I don't, you're probably not going to do it, but for those who have trouble sleeping, like Frankie. If you find yourself not able to sleep through the night, because I used to have that same exact problem. One, I would have issues going to sleep. And then when I would finally go to sleep, I had issues staying asleep because my body just kept waking up before my alarm clock. I hated it. Drove me crazy. Until recently. <laughs> I feel like I'm giving it a door. This is like an infomercial. Until recently. And what did you do? <laughs> well, what I started doing, Frankie, after some much research of people who had my condition and suffered my condition. I found that CBD oil oh, <laughs> goes a long way in making sure that you get the guaranteed night's sleep, peaceful, drooling sleep. <laughs> Side effects does include trouble waking up. So, <laughs> no, wait. No, but seriously. 
And for 1995, <laughs> for just three payments of 1995. <laughs> I'm only playing. All right, let me be serious. Two. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my God! No, I'm like, to end the show. <laughs> Wait, come on, Frank. I want to be serious. I'm trying to help people. Listen, uh, <laughs> yo, no, no, seriousness. I had trouble just like you. I had trouble like I couldn't um, sleep, and I didn't want to do what glenn bronner is saying which is take three shots of alcohol and going to sleep i just feel like that might kill my liver while i sleep but three shots for glenn is like uh, they're all eight ounce oh, okay <laughs> anybody good glenn everybody's going to sleep with those eight ounce shots so what i did was i, I actually ran i think a co-worker suggested it to me because they first said melatonin and i think me and you spoke about this yeah it didn't work my co-worker gave, told me to try melatonin so then i tried melatonin and that didn't really work like i would take it and I would still be waking up in the middle of the night. I would wake up at two, I wake up at three. And and I'm a person, I don't drink coffee. Like I don't have a lot of caffeine in my system to keep me up at night. I don't so I'm like, what is it that's keeping me up? And it's not stress related. I think I do a good job of compartmentalizing my stress. So uh I think I handle it well. So the next thing I did was somebody suggested me to yo, try C B D. And I was like, what is C B D? And basically they took all the components of out of weed. Uh, except the T, except and they got rid of the THC. So mm -hmm. for those that don't know, the THC is the component with within weed that makes you high. But they took all basically the healthy nutrients that is in weed, and they created this uh, sort of thing called CBD, because it's like part of the oil of the plant itself. And what it does is it's supposed to help you relieve of stress. It's supposed to help you be more calm, and it's supposed to even be a, a sleep aid. So I basically started taking just one, just to see what happened. Um, I think the one I had, I think I started on the smallest dose that I can because I'm very weird about what I put in my body. I'm very conscious about that. So, but I tried it first night. I actually slept longer and deeper than I did before. It wasn't the full night, but it was definitely an improvement. So I said, okay, this might be working. Maybe I need a stronger dose because I'm a big boy. And um, oh, my, my <laughs> dose is gonna be like 400 cc's. So no, they go by milligrams. So I went the first thing I did, I think 10 milligrams. So then I upped it to like 20. 20 seems to be the right on the money for me. Um, yeah, so I had that, and, uh, like, I've been sleeping pretty good, man. Um, sometimes a little too good. Where'd you get that? I, you, I, you get a vitamin shop. You can order it on Amazon. But I usually go to vitamin shop when I'm picking up a protein shake. I pick it up. Pick, I'll, you know, I'll give you some just so you can try it out, see how it works. So I, I was... I'm willing to share. I, I get it. I have it automatically sent to my house. <laughs> yeah, I don't even go to story mode. Just send comes. I'm on a subscription. I'm like, this thing works. No, so I was online this morning because I was like, I can't sleep. Yeah, so they have um, the military. I think the the Navy SEALs do it. They take those eight hour, the eight minute power naps. You ever seen? Yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. Where they put their legs up and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen it. They said that that works. I'm I'm really gonna try that. I mean, try. I mean, I I'm, I mean, like I'm willing to do anything because I'm I'm wide awake, but I can't make any noise. Yo, I know that feeling. Sleeping. Bro, I know that feeling. It's the terrible feeling. The worst is the anxiety you get because you know you have to get up soon and you have to function. So now you're like. Oh man, if I don't get enough sleep, I'm gonna be dead by midday. And you're like, oh, I gotta get to sleep. And then you you sit there with your eyes closed, and all you keep thinking about is counting the hours you have left before you have to get up and actually get moving. I can't, I can't even do that. It's terrible. I man. have to turn the TV on and just start watching. Oh, something. yo, that's a slippery slope. If I do that, I'm never going to sleep. Oh no, I can't. You put the TV on, or you give a, put a phone in my hand. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole I go. <laughs> there I am looking at YouTube conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. John F. Kennedy documentaries. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> That's funny. We have a uh, we have an, another listener here, Prince Prince Witch Prince Witch Radio. Rob, welcome to the show. He's from Amarillo, Texas. Hey, what up, Rob? How's it going down in Texas? 
beautiful state. I can I don't know if I can ever live in Texas, man. It gets you, their average temperature is like 110 degrees. So that's a cold day. They were in sweaters. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like yo, my boy. Uh, he he when they he moved out there because Texas has some great properties out there uh, that are very affordable and um, it's a beautiful like Dallas, uh, San Antonio. Um, Austin, some beautiful cities out in Texas. And I think he moved out there. I think I want to say he moved to Austin. And he was like, man, got this great piece of property, got this great home, low taxes, blah, blah, blah. He says, I got a great job out here. He moved out there. He says, bro, I sweat every day. <laughs> he said, I sweat all day. <laughs> he said, every day I sweat. He goes, I just walk around with a towel. <laughs> that Yo, me and you would look like basketball players. Oh, no. See, that, I, I got to stay away from this. Like, I got to be like in Alaska. Bro, it'll be like a sauna everywhere. But it, it's a dry heat, but it's still hot. Yo. That's the sneaky heat. Because then you be dehydrated. Don't know why. I was out I was out in Arizona years ago. <laughs> oh, Rob said it's storm season. You better watch out for a tornado. Yeah. Jesus. I'm praying for y'all, please. I was out in Arizona, and they were like, oh, it's going to get up to 115. I'm like, what do you 115? mean? 115. What? And they were like, no, it's okay, but it's dry. I go, what the hell is dry? Yeah, 115 is 115. <laughs> so no, I found out what dry is. Yeah. That's like the oven. Yeah. They had in an oven that's like 800 degrees. Oof. Because there's nothing. It's just completely dry. Uh-huh. Frankie, why are people texting you? Why Do you tell them that you're doing a show? Yeah, I tell them I'm doing the show, but I'm, I'm getting this, somebody saying that we got cut off. Are oh, we, no, 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 no. No, no, we're, not, we're, not, we're on. No, we're on, buddy. Oh, don't scare me. No, don't scare Rob me. I just jumped on here. He said that uh he says he can see us. Could everybody see us? Everybody do a sound check real quick. We're gonna keep it moving and grooving, but I we we we're recording. No, we're, I can see it from here. Everything looks good. Everything looks great. Okay, oh, Rob. Right, Rob as long as Rob hear us and Mimi hear us, right, I think we're good. <laughs> Kojak, you got you gotta pay your cell phone bill. Yeah, DJ Kojak. <laughs> Look, man, you got to gotta pay the code. You got to pay the bill. DJ Kojak fading out. Kojak, 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 Kojak. Yeah. So, so I was out I was out there in Arizona, and then I'm like, all these people have pools. Nobody's outside. Yeah. Yo, you can't go in a pool in Arizona. No. So Unless they, you want to get cooked. So they, what they do is <laughs> what they do is they do everything at night. All the barbecues are at night. Oh, yeah. Pools. That makes sense. So one of the places that I was staying, I was staying at the, I think it was the Biltmore. Okay. Right? And... They have a cooling system for the water. Oh to wow! Make the, it cold. Yeah, that's crazy. And and, and and like during the day, they're like, oh, "If you want to hang out, bro, we have one person out on the grill making burgers." But he's only making like a burger and running inside, and then just going on. That's it. crazy. But at night, they had like ten people out there cooking and everything because they were like, "So Yo. basically, everybody in Arizona is a vampire." <laughs> it's all about the nightlife <laughs> in those places. Yeah, man, that's wild though, man. That's a total different lifestyle. Uh, Glenn wants to know where he can get a DJ Fire t-shirt. Yeah. DJ Fire. Fire. He might be retiring. I don't know. No. DJ Fire can't hang up the jersey yet. If y'all don't hear, if you go on Indicloud Radio or Mixcloud, he actually has his uh, recent 90s R&B mix that he uploaded. Be sure to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I mean, I don't play as much as before. It, yeah. It kind of Well, sucks. you don't have the time now. Too much to the show, man. This, this show is really keeping me busy, I tell you. Yeah, man. But awesome, man. I think we covered a lot of topics, man. I don't even know how long we've been rocking, but it feels uh, like we've been on here for like an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> do we have anybody in the audience that has any questions? <laughs> anybody want to anybody ask a quick question before we go ahead and sign off? I'm, we're going to let you guys shoot it out real quick. Anyone, any questions? We're going to give you all like 10 seconds, like Jeopardy. Boo, do, 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 do. Life lessons with these. Eh, D. 
idiots know it. And then you see why we have to hang this up, right? You guys see, you guys see this? This is what I got to deal with. I know, this is okay. what I have to deal with. All right. And no. then after the show, he's like, okay, I got to go because I'm quiet. Yeah, all right. Like, no. You don't even talk. Yeah, okay. No, we're good. No, I'm, I'm real mellow. I'm real mellow. No, all, all jokes aside, man, this is, this is actually probably one of the, the most therapeutic things that you have to go, that you do. Yeah, man. Because it is. This is my greatest outlet, man. This is a, this has been great for me to um, express myself, and uh, I think a lot of people are getting to know me more on here than they did in person because I don't talk this much <laughs> and I don't share this much. But this has been great, Glenn. I'm not answering any math problems. Yeah, the only the, the only the only problem here is that we we're not entering that one. Um, are we on for Mother's Day? Good question. Ooh, what that is a very good question because uh, Mother's Day is coming up. By the way, what? What do you, yo? Shout out to all the mothers out there. Um, God bless you guys. I Thank saw you. a woman today, um, who Frankie, that doesn't include you. Oh, I'm talking about women with actual birth canals. Let me not touch on that. <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna ignore you. <laughs> no, I'm and, only playing. And and this oh, is me. This boy. is gonna be Mimi's first Mother's Day. Oh, congratulations, Mimi! Happy Mother's Day to you in advance. Um, and congrats on your first Mother's Day. That's awesome. Um, no, I want to definitely, I, I, I send a deep appreciation for all the mothers out there, whether you have birthed a child yourself or whether you have adopted a child, uh, there's no role like the role of a mother. Um, I, I think, uh, me, when I was out eating brunch, um, with my wife, we were, we were looking at this one woman. She couldn't even sit down to enjoy her meal with her family because she was constantly getting up to tend to the kids. For example, so it got chilly outside because we ate outside uh, at one of the tables. So the kid must have just came from a soccer game and had shorts on and got cold. So she had to run all the way back to her car, pick up the, the pants, came back to the to the table, put the pants on the child. The other child needed something. She had to get up again. Her food had came to the table. She was the last to eat. But it's like when you're and again, the father was tended to the kids at the table. I don't want to make it seem like daddy was just sitting there chomping away at some wings while she was busting the butt. The dad was, you know, tended to the kids at the table. But once again, you're just constantly reminded of the the above and beyond approach that all mothers take. It's it's almost it's innate in them. And to be such amazing it's caretakers. A blessing, man. It's a and I think blessing. nobody could be a caretaker like a mother. Listen. I really don't. You don't have to get. It's just my opinion. Yeah, no, you don't have to get. And you don't have to be good birth. You could even like if you adopted a child. There's just a a love inside of a mother that is just unique to itself. You know what's funny? What's up? I I have I have friends that say when growing up they were like, you know something? I'm gonna be the worst mother ever. I I don't like kids. I hate kids and all this and that. And they are by far like the best amazing moms. Amazing moms. They dread it, and then when they get it. And then, and then when they have it, because all jokes aside, women have that. It's an instant that paternal on. instinct. Yeah, man. So we were hanging out one time, and the baby was about to fall. She didn't even look. She just went and turned around and boom, boom grabbed the baby. And it was just like, holy crap! A father would be like, "You're gonna hurt yourself." Bro, let me. Yeah, y'all yeah, seen bad dad moments? I've had a hundred of them. Oh, I've, had, I've had, I've had too many. I, my, my one daughter, she she went down the flight of stairs right here. Yeah. Yeah, she was just, just crawling. I forgot to close the gate. I'm taking I'm taking blame for it. Yeah. Got it. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm, I'm taking blame for it. Yeah, and all of a sudden I hear boom, 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 boom. But I, I was like, oh, oh I hope she's okay. Then all of a sudden I look down, and she's you know she's she's wrapped up in the sneakers. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Like I don't know. I I have tons of bad. I, I put my daughter on rides that she was too small for. I've I've done things that <laughs> thank God that my kids are still alive. But my daughter falls up the stairs. I just go, oh, all right. And my my wife is the only one that goes, are you okay? Do you need a band aid? Do you need this? It's just. 
they have it in them. And even the women who think that they can't be good mothers when they become mothers oh, they're, and they're, they're put the in that position, I think because they understand the magnitude of what that role takes. And I think they fear it. But when they, in that moment, it just kicks in. And that, that embracement they have is second to none. Yeah. It really is. Now, not all mothers are cut the same. I'll leave that alone. No, but okay. So, so you're right. There are there are some mothers that are just don't have it in them. But like, you know something in life, there are the exceptions. They are the anomalies. But most of the time, when that happens, their kids come I out. I love okay. you, Jazzy. Come out okay. Yeah, they yeah, do. They do. Okay. they do come out okay. The, the they, kids because they learn from it. Yeah, most they learn. Of now, if they have a screwed up father, it's a different story. Yeah, it is. It's a different story. It's. I it's feel a, like it's a harder thing. I do feel like that. I think, but we'll talk on that on Father's Day. Yeah, we're gonna do a special episode Father's Day. But the, but Mimi did bring up a great question. I we do not know what we're gonna do for Mother's Day weekend. We do know what's coming up. We do take uh, Mother's Day very important. Uh, but me and Frankie will discuss it offline. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We usually put notifications on when we're gonna be rescheduling the show. Uh, so we'll let you keep you posted on when we're going to do the live show. But as always, we always upload the show the following day. So uh, or we always upload it on Sunday. So whenever we decide to record, we'll definitely keep you guys all posted. Again, we can't thank you guys enough for interacting with us, rocking with us and joining us in this discussion today. Hope you enjoyed this audio adventure. Please follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn. Whatever you guys uh, prefer to follow us on, please be sure to tune in. And if you want to come in for the live show, please uh, go on MixCloud.com. Look up Life Lessons with Idiots. You'll definitely find us and tune in. So, yeah, man, let's go ahead and wrap things up, brother. You forgot one thing. What did I forget? You guys can also go on Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, I want to hear Life Lessons with Idiots podcast and you'll hear our latest show. That's right. Alexa has us in there. Amazon has us in there. So if you guys have an Alexa or Echo inside your house, just say Echo, Alexa, Siri, play a Life Lessons with Idiots podcast and yep. it'll just start out the most recent episode. Yeah, we're, you know, we're getting there. Yeah, man, we're pretty expensive, man. So um, uh, we, we've actually expanded in California. Now we're in Stockton. Hey, so it's it's good. We're doing California good there. California It's time to go because he's over here. He's acting a fool. Go ahead, Frankie. Let's get the mix going, man. Go ahead. I want to get some vibes going before we sign off. You know, I need to hear some good music before we leave here. But yo, again, the chat. Yo, the chat. You guys have been awesome today. Thank you guys for interacting with us. Thank you for uh, adding to the, the conversation. You guys were great. Mimi, you was great. Uh, all of you were great. Um, shout out to my man again, Jimmy from the uh, from Sweden, for holding it down and showing us love. And he says he's gonna pass the word to his friends. We hope his friends enjoy the show as much as he did. And yeah, please go back and check out our old episodes. PB Cup, Glenn Bronner, what up, DJ Kojak, 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 making Ning. Uh, shout out to you, and of course Mimi. Thank you. Uh, but but by all means, please go back and listen to the older episodes. Listen to Secure the Bag. Listen to Mind Games. Uh, listen to Taking the L. Uh, follow us on all of our pre prior adventures and uh, have a good laugh and have a good time. We thank you guys. And uh, let me see what Frankie's over here. I, I like that he keeps talking because I keep moving around and he, and I know. he Frank, doesn't know what I'm doing. You guys don't know, but Frankie's back here stretching before he plays music. He likes to get his joints loose before he hit a button. <laughs> I'm going to let you do this. <laughs> all right, man. Take us home, man. We love y'all. Peace. Y'all take care. We'll keep you posted on the next show. We out of here.
life lessons. Thank you all. Lessons with idiots. Till next time. Goodbye. Peace. Peace. Frankie Rashad for president. <laughs> More champagne for the campaign. That is hysterical. <laughs> we Yo, going I'm, for president. I'm, I'm going to put that on the banner. Yo, come on, man. 2024, we running it. <laughs> you know what? You just got it well done. Nice. Awesome. Good show, man. Good show, brother. Woo. Rocked out. Yeah, it was busy. Boys, one. Man, more champagne for the campaign. Come on, man. We got to get our votes. Oh, yeah. We... I'm not I, 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 I had a couple of people worried there with the dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the dominoes going. Domino's day. Domino's day. You got to two parties. Left coast, west. Yo. <laughs> Yo, we just can't have no east coast, west coast beef like when P Tupac and Biggie were alive. No, no, we can do that. <laughs> no, we don't want beef, Frankie. We want No, no, we can do that, but we can do that over there like in, like in. We really got to work on this campaign. Let's work on our campaign, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get the bulletin board together. Listen, I, I, they're going to be like, we would like to see your, your financial records. I'm broke. <laughs> yo, <laughs> you yo, they, nothing. I'm broke. If they want to see our tax records, they just going to laugh. They're going to look at our education background. <laughs> they be like, these guys barely know how to read. <laughs> One's colorblind. <laughs> One's colorblind. And the other one's an introvert. I mean, yeah. like, how are they going to run this country? <laughs> One doesn't like to talk. <laughs>